Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned here with what I don't have. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. That is, of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, December 14th, 2016. I am your host, Travis Bryant, and uh, joining me once again, my main man, my co-host in crime, Cameron Hawkins. Let's go ahead and bring Cam on. Cam, what's happening? What is going on? A little of this, a little of that. Yep. Uh, you know. Yeah. How 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 awesome. are things? This well opening up uh early birthday presents because you know it's what you do. Hey, oh. hey, there you go. Yeah. What is it? Come on, come on, come on. I don't know. I got a got a card from the campus president. And he put no money in there, but I guess he pays me, so that's cool. <laughs> and then I got I don't know. My mom sent me uh, a book and a fire stick and I don't know some uh a birthday card and yeah. Wait, is this all in Good one stuff. gift, or are you opening gifts? Yeah. No, that, that's all one. It's pretty oh, cool. Oh, okay, nice. Oh, yeah. Just looking at a, looking at a few things here. I don't know, uh, working with I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Like, I don't know. Hmm. You I wonder if it's one of those fire sticks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah, call yeah. her up. Be like, hey, who did you, who, who did you uh, get this from? <laughs> yeah. I bet it might could be something. Mm. I don't know. I it's got some marker written on the box. Like I said, USA one F U H. I don't know. I don't think they do that at Walmart, so we shall see. Mm. All right, let's uh, give out some pertinent so some folks can get in contact with us. If you want to call into the show and talk directly to us, that would be great because we'd like to talk directly to you. Hit us up on the Constellation lines. Give us a call at three four seven. 202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. If you, <clears throat> if you can't call us, you can always shoot us an email uh, anytime during the week, uh, anytime during the show. The mailbag's always open, constantly being refreshed. Um, and then saying that, not sure, did we get any? Uh, we got a non-VIP email so far. So, yeah, so get your emails in. We sure could uh, use the topics or the conversation, all that. Uh, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com is how to reach us on the email tip. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter is another way of getting at us. You can find the show on Twitter at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast cast. <laughs> he saw, he saw what they, what they, how they tried to do uh, 
do the Hulkster. <laughs> oh, hey. That man does his own grave. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you knew somebody was going to do that. Um, yeah, so that's uh, on Twitter, yeah. So we got – I'm not – what happened with the poll today? Not what happened. I mean, I saw it and everything, but it's kind of uh, – seemed like an odd week with, with the poll. Like, people would, would – yeah. You got any answers? Oh, and when you say odd week, you mean like the the poll choices? Yeah. I, I, okay. Maybe it's. Uh, let me see. Oh, you know what? Oh, I'm a, I'm a dad. I'm a dickhead. I thought the turnout was like super low for some reason, just because I guess I, wow. I wasn't getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell the opposite. Um, mm-hmm. So. Um, Anyway, at East Coast Cash, you can check out tweets and stuff throughout the week, and the, and the daily or the weekly poll that goes up every Wednesday morning. Um, and my first, my personal Twitter is at Trav Lord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk, and uh, Facebook. That's the last bastion of Get Adage. You can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com/slash/pwtorch East Coast Cast, and. We certainly did get some likes this week. About that, that was uh, yeah, it was a was a was a high week. New likes, fifteen. So I hadn't in a long time, probably two years. Uh, you know, put people that I'm friends with on Facebook onto the onto the fan page, and. And and I used to do it all the time. Like once a month, I get a new friend. Hey, check this out. Even if they didn't like wrestling, like hey, just look at like the page for some support, right? But nowadays, like now, I'd rather you just be a real, like genuine like. Yeah. That means you're more likely to engage and all that kind of stuff. Um, when people don't, know and I just had thought about it like a week ago and just never went oh, yeah. and did it. And then yesterday, I was just like. Uh, well, I'm sitting here. Oh, yeah, let me uh, invite some folks. So that's what I did. Like, every, anybody on my Facebook page that I did, whose name I didn't know, like some guy, like, okay, I probably know him through wrestling or, like, some archaeology stuff. So, But typically, like, wrestling. And I hover over his name. It's like, you know, one mutual friend, like Jason Powell or some granny or some, you know, some shit like that. I'm like, yep. So I immediately sent that person a, 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 an invite, like, you know, you you on here eating for free. How about the <laughs> hook me up? So sent a bunch of li- uh, invites out. Got 15 responses. I think I probably sent about 20. But I think some were overlaps. You know, like people that were like, yeah, I know. You know, like I've been there. So, all right, let's... Uh... Start shouting some folks out. Um, where is it? Where does it start? Oh, here we go. Uh, so our this was unsolicited, but uh, Ammon, who we talked to from San Diego, uh, San Jose, I think, and 
young kid. He's like 23 or something like that. Recent, recent graduate. A young, young whippersnapper. Uh, but he liked the page like the day after this, like last week's show, like last Wednesday or Thursday mm. or something. Um, but shout out to to Ammon. But here's my folks that got in last night. Uh, Romeo, who I met at okay, it's the kid we talked Rule, to last week. New York, yeah, Newark. Uh, Anthony Gallucci, who sent me the physical copy of Black Panther number one because, and it's a first issue. Remember how they sold all out and was just like, oh, we didn't expect this, and it took a while. So I just ended up getting the download, like downloading on Comicsology or something. This before I had the Marvel app, and he's like, hey, let me. Uh, you know, send this. You know, I'm like, nah, I got the, I've got, I got it already. It's cool. I read it. It was uh, great. He's like, yeah, but, you know, I love what you guys do on Friday. I love your show. Like, let me send you this thing. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, like, wow, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, to be, to be appreciated that much. He's like, no, I got two or three of them already. You know, I'm the reason they sold out, <laughs> so I can afford to send you one. He sent it to me, got all covered with a back and board and whatever plastic thing and uh you know super super uh taken care of so shout out to anthony special hey, shout out. Uh, but anyway uh connor rafferty brentley harshman uh, really quick i, don't know I guess what i just found yeah oh what, what what i just found all the liquor left over from the party in a bag and i'm pretty excited I didn't know what was the what the etiquette of that. Like, sure, you want to take a plate or you know stuff like that, but what's like? Yeah, come the on now, don't, don't ever take all this liquor. Is the etiquette? All these quarter and half bottles. Liquor. Yeah, I, went, I was eyeing that, and I don't like dark liquor. But I was eyeing that apple crown. Like, I was like, mm, I think that's too too much to ask. Good <laughs> call. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at Jameson bottles and Bailey's and. Oh, oh good call, but you just get it. all of it. Yeah, good call. I, it, I do get all of it. It's mine. That ain't fair. No, you know what? <laughs> I get it. You're like 15 minutes away. I'm getting me a, I'm getting me some, motherfucker. You, you get, get me a no, bottle. Get over you. Like, like, two. <laughs> Damn, that is <laughs> selfish. Yeah, I'm sitting on this <laughs> Jessica Jones, and I'm not reading it at the moment, and it was thorough, and I told you all about how banging it was, and I'm not reading it. But, no, you can't hold it. Same Cold game. Selfish. Cold. What can I miss with this orange juice? Yeah, keep going. Keep talking. Mm, Brittley. Scott Passner, who, 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 who's a probably number one Bruce Mitchell fan, calls us uh, most Fridays. Ted Zepp, Gary Squires, Brent Terhoon, 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 who's a funny, funny guy. <laughs> Todd Martin, who we all know. Uh, Brandon uh, Ocamp. Our good friend Mike from Brooklyn, who I don't know how he wasn't. All, remember, it took us like three months to find each other on Facebook. You'd think like right then and there, he'd be like, oh, let me go like the campaign. Nope. Nope. Uh, uh, Alan Healy and Martin Fryer. So thanks, everybody, for you know giving us a nice boost. We might have hit over 600 fan likes, so i got to check that out. But, uh, but yeah, so... Go to the fan page, like it, share it on your timeline, tag your buddies in it. Know how that works? Spread the word like traditionally, and then and then do what I did, and like go and tag all your idiot wrestling friends and like or send them invites. Yeah, I can get fifteen. Everybody can get like if you can get like two. 
All you know, come on, come on, let's make, let's make this happen. Why let them know. Spread the word. Uh, so yeah, do what I did. Send a bunch of invites, even if it, you know, even if it's like sending uh, Cam a request to help you uh, get some coins, and then you know, in a, <laughs> don't ever do that. <laughs> I, mean, I need don't these clams though for the Family Guy app. Oh, Damn, Cam, oh bad. Was so upset for so long. Why am I getting these requests? Like when I found out on Facebook that you can block that, I was like, "You're the happiest day of my life." That's a that's a present. It's beautiful. Mm. <laughs> uh, damn, Troy. Uh, is that? A, I guess that's a shot. What do you say? Uh, oh. And I did want to shout out uh, T Daddy Smooth's uh, podcast last week. I talked about it on VIP. I was like, "Damn it!" I wanted to talk about that on the live show. And since I'm looking at him, and he's apparently taking a shot, don't worry. People like me are doubling down and listening to the South Congress podcast. Hashtag Travis is okay. Damn. I don't. I don't. I don't. At least you get to be okay and not bad on that. Like I was on that yeah. Twitter review. This show needs less Cameron. He needs to let Travis shine. Good God. Well, dang. <laughs> that was, that was I don't have enough like, platforms to, to... Yeah, that's know. what I was saying. I was like, wow. Just, just, you can... There's, 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 there's an avenue for that. It is a big avenue. It has four lanes. Oh, literally. Cold game, Kind of literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, cold uh, game. So, yeah, Okay. See Daddy Smooth with your new podcast about life and living life and being a parent and you know. And, and what's the um? You remember what the title of it is? I listened to it. That I'm looking today, right now. Yeah. And is he only on Google Play right now? I can't imagine. I think if you're on Google Play, you've got to be on. Well, man, uh, I just I just got on Google Play, so it might not. Because I know that, I think that's what he first got on. But he might be on iTunes at this point. Okay, so it's the T Daddy Smooth podcast. T D A D D Y S M O O T H T Daddy Smooth, all one word, and that's his name on all social media, or at least most the important ones. Uh, T Daddy Smooth, T Daddy Smooth podcast, yeah. And the first episode was called Oh Oh it's Episode Two. Is that why didn't I get a thing? I'm subscribed. Oh, I don't have it. Yeah, all right, that's why that was my fault. So, yeah, grand opening, grand closing was episode one, and episode two is called Starting a Streak. So, yeah, so he jumped into the podcast game. So go check hey, it out. what's going on, guys? This is Troy of the T-Daddy Smooth Podcast, uh, podcast number two. There you go. Troy of the T-Daddy Smooth Podcast. So, yeah, so check them out. And, um, and next week I'm going to – or maybe – or not next week. Before the show ends, I'm going to shout out Joey Flaherty's podcast, who I listen to today, and it's mostly political and some good stuff. So we'll get to that. In the meantime, yeah, in the meantime, Cam, uh, poll results, headlines, what we got? Okay, so I think it's only fitting by the uh, the nature of the poll that that uh, be the headlines. Basically, I asked this week, you know, what was the uh, – most interesting story in WWE this week. The um got 182 votes. Uh, 14% was uh, Dolph Ziggler's title shot, uh, which he won uh, the number one contenders match uh, last night. 
Um, 23% was the Owen Jericho turmoil, which is kind of the uh, the lead story on Raw, if you've been following the last month or so. Uh, 29% was New Day's uh, historic reign. It was, what, 479 days and counting as uh, tag team yeah. champions. And might have some more stuff to talk about surrounding that. But the story that won uh, story that won the poll, and I think um, – I don't know if I thought it was going to win, but I think as far as how things are presented, it's probably the most interesting story like, to me going on right now. It was the uh, Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman build, which got 34% of the vote. Um, you know, some real, a real and won by a comfortable 5% margin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was real interesting to me, um, you know, to set it up, you know, Sami Zayn has been telling Mick Foley, I want Braun Strowman, I want Braun Strowman, and Strowman's been running through everybody. And um and Sammy. Beat up Sammy. Yeah, beat up Sammy. Basically Jumped him so, from behind uh, once, so there was an out, and then I think uh did something to him before another time. I don't know why they don't acknowledge that. Yeah. But um so yeah, so Sammy's uh basically begging Foley for a shot. Foley says no. Um and Zane says, you know, if I don't get that, I don't wanna be here. Um, so he says, you know, I'll work out a trade with Daniel Bryan to send you to SmackDown. Um, so Sammy ends up beating uh, with Jinder Mahal in a match, um, which they, you know, announce as could this be Sammy's last match, which kind of lets you know it wasn't his last match, but, you know, that's how their announcing kind of works out. So basically, uh, you know, Mick Foley comes out, has paperwork, tells him he worked out a trade, and the trade is for Eva Marie. Straight and, up. Uh, Straight up, and it's – I think that was actually pretty good considering, um, you know, she's – her gimmick is I'm avoiding wrestling matches, and Sammy is the underdog who fights with everything he has. So you take out the man-woman element, and, you know, you kind of see Nick Foley was even suggesting somebody with less value than you is who we're trading you, trade, uh, who we're trading you straight up for. And it all seems to be designed for Mick Foley to get a rise out of Sami Zayn to motivate him. Did you get that going in, or did you think this was like? It wasn't until they got. It wasn't until he said her name that I was like, "Mm, okay, yeah. I mean, actually, him even coming out to have him sign the contract is kind of a giveaway. But it was more when he announced the name. It was like, oh, that's what we're doing. We're lighting fire under the guy. And so, yeah, we have. a uh, a a highly motivated and backed Sami Zayn facing Braun Strowman and Roadblock, and you know the majority of uh of the, of the audience that watches in the same vein that we do felt like that was the biggest thing this week. So yeah, and and going in when I first saw and voted uh, myself, I was like, oh, that's got no shot. <laughs> like nobody cares about that. Not because <laughs> I didn't, but I didn't think of the four options. Or of the three other options, I was like, "Oh, this guy has no chance between New Day and Jericho, uh, Jericho and Owens." Like nobody's like really going to be sweating a Strowman Zane feud and build or whatever. But I mean, I was totally wrong. I thought they would have gotten a fifteen percent or something like that, but they didn't. And they uh, that that story, I think that. That shows something. I mean, you would think our audience, it would be Jericho and Owens all day, maybe. I voted for New Day's thing because the 
of the way the question was framed, what's the most interesting story? Well, that became the most interesting story, like real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Day, the New Day historic reign because of the social media <laughs> after thing with New Day and then the response to them. And, and I'm sure we're going to get into that. Um, and that's what, so yeah, that's what I voted for. And I thought that and Jericho and Owens would. Now you want to play with that toy. And I thought that those two would dominate and be, you know, in the high 30% with those two alone. And no. So. Yeah. I'm shocked a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I think um, it was just, it's a guy people really want to see, uh, being Sami Zayn, they want to see more being done with him. Um, and I, you know, I'm growing to like Strowman. Like, ever since Strowman was on, you know, Stone Cold's podcast and talked about the things that he wanted to do, um, I think, like, I definitely rate Big Man on a curve, but I think he's pretty good. Um and I think that match will be good because I think I don't think Strowman's bad in the ring because I think being green doesn't equal to being bad. And then Sami Zayn's very, very good in the ring, so he's going to make him look good. Um, you know, that's I like how they're telling that story. I'm looking forward to so, how they actually play. So the actual playing out of that story, at least in the short term, uh, being uh, the pay-per-view this Sunday, um, what's the finish I think they're going for is uh, – time limit draw of some sort. Yeah, and they Sammy said I'm gets, giving you 10 minutes. They did listen. He says, I'm, yeah, because he introduced that, I was like, oh, okay, maybe Sammy won't lose. But again, I thought, why introduce the cruiserweight stipulation? You know, why put the cruiserweight division on the line if you don't mm-hmm. go through with it? And they certainly, you know, didn't go through with it. So, um, they could do the same thing and just have the stipulation and just, oh, nope. So we'll see. Nah. Uh-uh. Just nope. like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so what? So Ziggler's title shot. I just finished watching SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, decent main event. Decent show. Uh-huh. I assume AJ's ankle's still uh, tender, like, mm, even for what's-his-face, uh, James Ellsworth match. We're not going to have you. So chill out, and we'll we'll cover it. And they did, yeah. whatever. I'm not mad. That, it's one of those things. It's like you can't be mad that you don't get to see the big title match they promised two weeks in a row. Like, if this was anybody exactly. else, if this was a real contender, and they advertise on Raw, you know, like, Tomorrow night, two weeks in a row, tomorrow night title match, you'd be like, come on, man, you can't do that twice. Yeah. But who cares? And this may force them to do, you know, different stuff and, you know, slow the uh, pace of the story down, which isn't the worst thing. People would say, just, uh, Let's end it with this James Ellsworth stuff. So let's speed it up or or end it. But whatever. I'm not. I never was a you know I'm a fan. The storyline's fine. I get it. Yeah, it's perfectly okay. 
right. Uh, so yeah, so so that would be your headline encompassing. Is that what you said? Yeah, that, I think uh, I think that would be the headline. Um, wow. You know, and and of course, um, I thought Raw was like if if you thought that the tactics the last couple of weeks kind of made the new day heels, like if that's kind of where you where you went on that. Raw solidified them as faces, I think. Um, you know, they had a very good match that at the beginning of the show that Cesaro was just on fire in the match, being as good as as he can be and as good as he is. The New Day, you know, find a way to pull out the victory in that match, have a celebration, um, and then, you know, um, embarrass Stephanie. And then, like, I was just watching, I was like, don't pull this shit, don't pull this shit. Of course, they have a match at the end of the night with uh, – Reigns and Rollins and uh, Jericho, and they end up winning that match, which is also a very good match. So, you know, the New Day's, you know, breaking demolition record. Um, yeah, I think that has to be way up there. It was, um, you know, not every moment of their reign was a big thing, but to say they didn't have good matches wouldn't be true. To say they weren't super entertaining and they didn't personally make a lot of money while they were doing it, you know, isn't true. So, like, it's going to be interesting where this ends up rating because, you know, um, and actually Smash gave them gave them props on uh, on Twitter. Um, oh, it'll be cool. interesting where this ends up. Yeah, be interesting where this ends up falling because you know they they exist kind of in a different space with pay per view money being different. But if you're talking about things other than actual wrestling matches. Like, I remember uh, Bruce was saying, you know, if you have to rank the most important people ever in WCW, and somehow, like, Hall and Nash aren't in your top five, then what are you doing? Like, if this is about money, specifically, like, what are you doing? I mean, they have to be. Because they're, you know, injecting them into Nitro is a big part of what made Nitro what it is. Like, those guys were the NWO, and you saw Hogan in there. So, you know, where does New Day fall when it comes to all-time, you know, factions? Because I bet they made more money for themselves than Nation of Domination did. And I love Nation of Domination. Um, you know, like, I bet they made more money than Demolition. Shout out to Demolition, um, even though they're trash. Where did Josh Pistachio? Like, I bet as a tag team, they made more money than the Hart Foundation. Just as a tag team, not Bret Hart's solo money, you know. Um... So yeah, it's 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 a big time milestone that they set, and this was while they were doing really really good in merch and becoming really really big on social media and branching that out into you know podcasts and shows and, and separate merchandise. So yeah, I think like historically when we talk about wrestling after you know after the Attitude Era, when we talk about the uh, the entertainment years, so to speak. Like they're way up there, they're gonna be like a cornerstone of that because of what they've done over the last uh, year, year and a half or so. And we could probably talk about that all day about how they weren't really given a shot and they were kind of thrown into a team that was, you know, based on race and turned it into a really, really cool thing. So yeah, but we can talk about that all day. Yeah, we could. found out uh, uh, right just a minute ago as you were uh, talking that I made the uh, 
Torch newsletter for the first time. Something I wrote hey, in, in, the, in the newsletter. So and that'll be around forever. Not going away. Can't take that. Or, well, eventually everything goes away. But that issue, I mean, that article or whatever. Yeah. As long as anything be... else is around. If, if there's <laughs> a, an EMP yeah. right now that knocks out all the computers, that still exists. Oh, yeah, yeah, salute. Hopefully, well, once those things are physically printed and, you know, mailed out, you know, someone will have it in Australia or, you know, Mongolia or whatever, somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. No, oh, salute. Appreciate it. That's, um, all right, headlines, polls, all that stuff is out of the way. Let's talk to some folks. That's, uh go old school and uh bring our good friend uh Shahid from uh job What up? What's, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your days. Happy early birthday, Cam. I heard hey, you sir? had a great party. I didn't had to watch from a distance for various reasons, but did, did you hear hopefully. that? Is that the rumor? Yeah, that's the rumor. That's what I heard. I heard that okay. on the, on the Twitter machine that somebody called it. There were liquor. There was pajamas. People was fighting over macaroni. I'm sorry. Pasta casserole with cheese. I heard it was pasta. Pasta casserole with cheese. That's a slug. I wouldn't take that. <laughs> it was fighting I over think, Did I eat macaroni? I thought I might have ate some. Even Cam had some. Cam had two servings. Oh, Tony said it to me? It happens. Yeah, and I told Faye Tony made me eat it. It happens. <laughs> Tony is a girl, by the way. Paul. Oh, oh yeah. It's necessary. Wait, wait, hold up. Does that deserve a breaking news segment? You actually ate some? I mean, I was drunk, you know. You know how you do things you don't plan on doing, you know. Well, I don't you know drink, how you do so things that, that, that you really though, that but. you really are into that are deep down in your soul that drinking brings out. Yeah, that shout out to get shout out to Nia Jax. Word up. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know about those things since I care about my body and I don't drink because 'cause I'm not a savage. That's what well, I hear. So. Well, I mean, at least two of those things are true. But, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, um, no, I wanted to touch on the whole thing with the New Day and the post they made about black excellence. And I'm going to talk for a minute to try to get my point out as quick as possible. Wrestling fans. I, like, I know the majority of wrestling fans who listen to this show, they're kind of even killed. They know the deal. Like, they know what they're getting into. It's called East Coast Cast for a reason, even though it's in Texas now. But I'm glad that Mark kind of chimed in because we tend to forget, like, you know, stuff that we deal with on a daily basis. We assume that people around us kind of, even if they don't deal with it, they know. And hearing someone that doesn't realize the depth of how things are, it was good having that dialogue. Newsflash, black people can be prejudiced. They can't be racist. In wrestling, complaining about black people bragging about being popular or bragging about the title is What's a good word for insane? There's been one black champion that's had the real belt, 
And the majority of people look at that man, look at him as Samoan, not even black at this point. So this whole thing of black. saying, well, what, what if it was somebody else? What if somebody said white excellence? And I heard somebody just barely an example or AJ Lee, who are both Latin last time I checked, this misses the point. Like, yeah, they don't have to say it because the majority of the time you got to do is open up the WWE encyclopedia and you'll see a bunch of white faces as champion being treated as people. They're not walking around with bones in their noses. They ain't still hubcaps. They're not shucking and jiving. They're not, you know, hanging with their mammy for the most part. They can be themselves. So if you're mad that the New Day and Sasha Banks and Rick Swan are proud of the fact that they overcame all those stereotypes, all that nonsense to brag about being champion, the problem is you. The problem isn't them. There you go. Yeah, and, and quit it with the the false equivalencies, folks. You know, black hashtag black excellence is not fucking white supremacy. It's the equivalent of white supremacy. You first of all, you're disrespecting terms and like what things mean. You know, as if you know, go into a dissertation of what the system of you know ingrained hundreds of years long system of white supremacy is. You know, but it's not. Five people of color proud of the fact that, yes, as Shah pointed out, you know, overcame a lot of shit. Overcame and 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 in some ways are in the midst of dealing with their own, you know, pseudo or stereotypes or perceived stereotypes. Uh, yep. I mean, literally, all of those acts have something that you can go, I wish, as a black person, like, I wish they didn't do that so much or emphasize that part of the gimmick. Um, but we still know we, you know, at the, you know, shit. You want, you know, what do you, what do you want? You want that? You want it all? You want to be treated like an absolute human being all the time? Like, come on, you're gonna. Well, you, know, you can't be black. You have to settle and, sometimes. And WWE, on, a lot of look, things, and WWE, but. you can't be full black and full human. It's one or the other. So compromises have to be made. Cause just think of the fact that just think of the fact like The Rock basically had people even like I brought up before. You ask a lot of people, and considering how they market The Rock, you'd be shocked if people. Oh, you know The Rock's black, right? They'd be like, oh, but I thought he's part of. No, that's what I just said a minute ago. Black people would call up this show and talk about talk that dumb shit. Like his dad's name is Soul Man Rocky Johnson with a big dumb afro and a boxer. I thought gimmick. he was. Don't count. Yeah. Don't count. When they like, said it, what the when fuck they is said, wrong with you? That's what they would say. And his mom is a wide-nosed, brown fucking Samoan. So he's like, okay, so it's not even like she's some Scandinavian blonde woman. Like, no, she's brown as his father. It's like, nah, he ain't black. What the fuck is wrong with you? That is so insulting because it, 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 cause it's the other way, too. You know, that, that little, ah, I don't even want to, no, never mind, I don't even. I mean, stupid ass topic because people are just fucking their morons on social media and and just again comparing shit. Look, if we're gonna talk about it, we can talk about it because this is our venue. Like, people look at The Rock recently because he looks like a movie star and he doesn't look like Booker T or Mark Henry. And when they think of black wrestlers, they think of Booker T and Mark Henry. Sure, is it sure? So. And when people bring it up, they get offended. Like, oh, why don't they say white excellence? Like, when I saw Evolution. We knew the damn deal, and if we didn't know, we knew every time Randy Orton and Triple H cut a promo about how you people don't deserve stuff and grab my bags. Like, they made it quite clear where they were coming from. 
You didn't need a hashtag back then because Twitter wasn't a thing, but that was a thing. Like, I've seen the horsemen. I love the horsemen, but they were stomping down people. I know what white excellence looks like, but you don't have to make it a thing because it's common. That's why I call the majority. It's the fucking default. Yeah. Yeah, like when you start up. Yeah, like when you start up a video game and you have creator whatever. What's the default color? It's not us. Newsflash. Unless you put it. Unless you put in the and, in, and, in, and in the more progressive games, you'll have three brown shades. You know, like yeah. light, medium, nope. dark. Like, <laughs> don't even go, don't even go that far. Like, you a what color is nude? What color is nude? Nude is white. Like if nude my mom put on a nude tights or shirt or something, that shit would she wouldn't look nude. She looked like a brown lady with a stupid <laughs> ass beige, you know. <laughs> Shit. So like, yeah, this idea that we have to. Oh, I mean, I, I, I'm. You see, I'm, I'm trying not to talk about it because who we're talking to about it, they don't need to be talked hey, about to it. You know, they know. So it, it's just. You know, I would assume that on the, but sometimes you know assumptions get you in trouble because you'd be surprised. Like it'd be people in the feed like jumping off. Oh well, yeah. I didn't look at it that way. I'm like. Well, how didn't you? And it's like because they literally did, and it's like when you come from a certain they don't background, have to think about you don't have to look at it that way. But yeah, you know what? Like it's I mean, not a daily occurrence in your life where you're always yeah. trying to make white people comfortable. Like that's what it boils down to. Like how to make white folks feel comfortable. It's why when I'm at night and you're walking down the street behind a, you know. Couple or white lady or something it's like, <clears throat> let me crunch these leaves. <laughs> I'm behind you, <clears throat> not going to rob you. You know that kind of shit. Yep. So she feels fucking better about herself walking down the goddamn street. I didn't do that to no black woman. She ain't. First of all, she ain't scared. She might beat me the fuck up, and that's terrible to assume that she's some. Yeah, you're not doing that. You're looking at an ass. Let's be real. Right, but I mean, we, we know how that is. So it just comes down to making white people comfortable and white people got uncomfortable, certain white people got uncomfortable. They do want to point that out. Uh, with that black excellence post, uh, even if they understood it, they didn't like it. I, I don't like that being pointed out. Why are you dividing the country or why are you, divi- why are you dividing wrestling fans? Fuck you. Wrestling <laughs> fans storyline. Yeah. How, how, how is the main company in the Northeast super proud of having black tag champs in 1983. Like, that was his historic. Like, what? 1983? I was three. And that was like a big about deal. How, look, think about how and again, that one of those black champions, uh, people were Soul Man Rocky Johnson, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, Rocky ain't black. Rocky's nope. ethnically ambiguous. He's a, com- we'll he's a combination his, uh, how black he is if he gets a, a part across from somebody like Cameron Diaz, like like in Hitch, or what's not Hitch, one of those movies with Will Smith, and they like super blackballed that movie. Wait, and give it he no ain't promotion. messing with, oh, oh, he ain't messing with no white Latins. It's all white for The Rock. Like, the only person who gave him a black love interest is Tyler Perry. That was a one and done. Blink if you miss it, like a Marvel movie. Damn. Yeah, somehow like rock mess with Italians end up having Greek daughters, or rock mess with Cubans end up having white daughters. Like that's Hollywood genetics. I have no idea how they do it, and I've I mean I studied genetics twice in school, so that's the story for another day. 
Damn, twice. And kudos to Kofi for, you know, eloquating his point a lot better than I did. And the fact that he had it was a shame, but I'm glad he did it to kind of set people straight, at least people who might have not been sure that was on the fence. Those who were not, they're going to feel the way they feel. And the hell with them. Like, buy right. New Day stuff and throw it in the trash. The money's still going in their pocket. Like, they're still going to be there. Right. Because they're your WWE tag team champions. And Sasha is your ghetto, wretched-ass woman champion. And the enigmatic or eloquent or audacious or whatever the hell they call him, Rich Swan, with his dead parents, is your cruiserweight champion. Damn. Well, they, they started from the bottom, and now they're there. So get, o- get over yourself. Cheer, cheer for the alt-right Wyatt family if that makes you feel better about yourself. Because they're there representing on SmackDown. It does, though. It makes them feel better. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I'm sure it's a lot of Nazi people that got a posters of Randy Orton on their damn wall rubbing one out right now. So that is not surprising one bit. Goodness. If you were going to build the human race from the ground up, I mean, a wrestling or a, wrestler, a superstar wrestler from the ground up. Damn. A lot going on here. So, quick thing before I go, um, the whole thing with SmackDown, and I know with some people that were complaining that Dolph Ziggler was like the number one contender. And my thing is, you got four baby faces on SmackDown. So, who is it going to like? If you're going to have AK Styles fight a baby face, who is it going to be like? You're not going to have Dean Ambrose do it again. Like, he's been fighting him for a couple of months at this point. You know, John Cena's part time. You really want him fighting Kane? You really, you really think an AJ Styles Callisto thing would be believable? Like, it's not a lot of death on SmackDown. John Cena being part time and Randy Orton became heel, like, changed the dynamics of SmackDown. So, you know, you got to kill time between now and the Rumble. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Now you got it. Yeah, and it. They've had some good built-in stories where they can take. You know, already with how the match finished. I can't wait till Miz comes and tries to, uh, you know, get under Dolph's skin about how he gave him that win, you know, by by uh, distracting um, Dean Ambrose. You know, I did that for you. Or whatever, however he tries to spin it. And we've already, uh, you know, got a decent place to go. Yeah. Um, and the thing about SmackDown, and quick thing before I go, is I'll think about the Usos. They have the worst timing in the world. Like, they had bad luck of getting hot right when New Day became a cool heel team, which basically overshadowed them. Then they dealt with injury. Then they come to SmackDown, rehabilitate themselves, become heels, become awesome heels. And then Randy Orton joins the Wyatts and takes their spot. Like, being is that the really second best. What happened, though? I think the way they. The, Think about how SmackDown started when they had the thing. They was basically setting up that you was no, thinking no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, they were beat. like a featured act. Totally. That, and they were going to beat like Heath Slater and Rhino and get the titles for American Alpha to beat them. And then for whatever reason, they're like, I think we got to beat some Randy Orton. Do with it than, than anything Orton and Wyatt did. I think the fact that they felt like they had to put the titles on Heath and, uh, and Rhino. And it was, you know, cute. Like, okay, give him his contract and then beat them, have the Usos then beat them and, you know, like get this over with. But no, they ran with that for like three months until, yep. it, until and then did nothing with, you know, Rhino and oh, 
did nothing with Rhino and Heath on TV, and to to make you want to see anybody them beat anybody. So then when you do put put Wyatt and uh, and Orton together and feud them, well, who cares about Heath and Rhino anymore? And I'm cheering, yeah, all right, brothers. So. All right, brothers. And then we got a uh, what? Uh, Hype Bros are. Number one contenders now, and they kind of had to be like you don't put American Alpha. Yeah, right it's back almost in the there. same what you said with the with the main title. Uh, you only got so many uh, mm-hmm. teams. It's not just the fact that they have like so, only so many people; they have like a lot of time to kill between now. Yeah. Like it seemed like they're saving their big stuff for the Royal Rumble, but the Royal Rumble is not till the end of January, and we're like right. you know really? middle of December. What up? Oops, sorry. Running, yeah. So it's kind of like we have time to kill. We can't like you know. I know Cena's coming back in a couple of weeks, and it's like you assume Undertaker will be back for the Rumble, but until then we gotta do our TV with something. And I figure a lot of these problems will be fixed like post Mania because they'll bring some people up. Like the quickest fix for like SmackDown would be is you know when Shelton Benjamin finally gets healthy and shows up. If they put Cesaro on SmackDown where he should have been in the first place. And then put like Nakamura or somebody on SmackDown. Then your mid car and your main event is basically settled, more or less. Like you got more bodies, you can do more stuff. But until then, it's like you know, we running with our same eight people. We gonna tell these great stories and try to mix it up as much as you can. Like you can only make tuna casserole so many ways. But you got four ingredients. No matter which one you put in first, second, third, or fourth. Like there's only so much you can do. And unfortunately, and as good as SmackDown's been, that's kind of like the rut they're in. Like we gotta kill time. We only have so many people to put it in, and this is what we got. It's hilarious that that whole thing, Sami Zayn for Eva Marie, got so much attention. I was laughing my ass off because I'm like, out of all the people you say, you pick Eva Marie. Like she just like you just know like this is gonna be a damn heat magnet right there. And she bragging about talking about I'm sorry the trade didn't go through. They couldn't meet my price. Talk to my lawyers or some nonsense like that. Yeah. I was mine. Not great. And I hope you guys um, enjoy the rest of the time. And I have a question that you can have your calls asked. Okay. Um, yeah. We always talk about how Lana's accent goes back and forth. <laughs> we need to Man, talk about Rusev because him talking about There's Lana not. all of a sudden, he sounds like he's from Atlanta. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, he couldn't help himself. Too easy. And I had, uh, to, re- I had to rewind. I think, he, I think he got the uh, 21 Savage mixtape and, you know, just got too into it. <laughs> Real quick, Chad, did you read the uh, – hold up. Did you read the Cage Side Seats piece on uh, Kofi Kingston uh, explains why black excellence matters? I'm not sure how I feel about the headline, but – I read did you read? Twitter – I read the more than Twitter thing that Kofi posted. That's the only thing I read about Right, right, right. His thing, um, but okay. No, cause yeah. Rich just posted And I guess he probably posted in the last five minutes you've been on here. Um but yeah, I'm interested in their take and how they. You know, it's just, I mean, anybody who's watched wrestling should know why it's a big deal. Like, we've had, to be perfectly honest, uh, ugly history when it's come to like black minorities in general and black people, particularly like how they're portrayed in wrestling. Like, we have, we don't. Black History Month, they show the same three people. The fact that our truth is a wrestling pioneer is, no offense, our truth is sickening. Like, this is who we got. 
Like, you know, oh, think about this, the Godfather, how he's a pillar for the black wrestling community. Like, this what we got? We got to turn chitlins into the cuisine? Like, come on now. Like, no. And it's 2016. Like, we were bragged, like, WWE bragged about, oh, the first black tag team champions in the 80s. That would be fine if wrestling started in the 70s. Like, look how long it took to get a world champion. <laughs> right. Right. It was 83 years old at least by that point. <laughs> you know, like, all right, let's start at 1900. Like, fine, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, even when we Many had that, stories like, about we how, had... how promoters in the South wouldn't, you know, put, you know, like, we're not going to put the title on Junkyard Dog or, well, maybe not JYD, but different champions in the in the 60s and 70s, like, no, like, there'll be a riot. They'll, like, not stop coming to shows. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, Just look at, like, 2016. Like, if you were to think, who would be, that'd be considered a, a viable world champion on Raw SmackDown that's black? You can, you can name a person. Like the way, like based on how people booked and like the, the what five six people they have in the damn company, like it's not going to be Angelo Dawkins, Apollo Crews might as well be on a milk carton at this point, and everybody else are in tag teams or invisible. That's a shame. Yeah, he got he got the like he got you, to interact with Miz and Maurice this week, and and uh, what's his face, fluffy comedian guy, uh, Inglacius Gabriel. Yeah. So, you know, he ain't missing an action. I saw I seen him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, you guys enjoy your show as you as you build upon All that right. point. Yeah, man. Who's there? I mean, my eyes was not lying. <laughs> Got like a minute and a half of TV time. How much house no said that's worth? Back in 98, 50 grand for 30 nice. seconds? That was $150,000 worth of TV time he got, according to almost 20 years ago uh, metrics. So, is he worth 150000 yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's uh, move on here. Let's talk to, uh, let's go to Newark. Say what's up to Kylan. Kylan, what's going on? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam this week? I'm doing all right, man. Doing good, man. That's great. Yeah, I'm doing Not much. Oh, have you two heard the big news of the day so far? Uh, apparently not. What's, what's, uh, what's, what's happening? What happened? What's going on? And, and this, this, this is, this is a non WWE story. Apparently, okay. according to Mike Johnson of PWInsider.com. Yeah. Anthem. Sports and Entertainment is apparently in the process of rehiring Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett in hey, some yo. capacity. 
I did see that. I did read that. Yeah. I don't... (sighs) Because he's been so successful in in his his post uh, wrestling, active wrestling tenure. Well... Well, the root, the rumor is one, one, one of two things might happen, Travis. No, number one, he gets he gets rehired to potentially run the the wrestling end of TNA for the Anthem people since. Since they don't particularly know the wrestling side, because <laughs> Jeff Jarrett does. I'm sorry, that was unfair. Well, well, well. Remember, Jeff did Jeff did learn promoting from from it, but but just remember, I, I have. Memories of the last fifteen years. Or no, <laughs> I know, I, you, I know you're not picking up for the guy, but yeah, you're trying to make a point, and I'm goofing off. But go ahead, finish, Kyle. I'm sorry. Or, or number two. <laughs> or number two, he, he's go, he's gonna get he's gonna get rehired by Anthem, and then rebrand TNA as Global Force, uh, and then. And they just take over the pop TV time slot. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, whatever. At this point, that's better. I guess automatically overnight they go. They they are a better company because they're not named TNA. So that is a plus. It's the, the 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 ridicule is just. Global Force Wrestling has been more of a website and, and roster than it's been a wrestling company. They've run yeah. some shows. You know, they've run more wrestling shows than I have, but <laughs> come on. Come on, Anthem. Whatever. Whatever. But no, I didn't hear that story, and I kind of wish I still hadn't. Dang the 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 announcement is allegedly coming any day now. Uh, Cam, wait, wait, what do you think about that? I think like a guy who's bad at his job keeps getting hired to do the same job. Um. I, That's the theme with with TNA. I mean, Vince Russo, Dixie Carter, just just nonstop incompetence that keeps getting rewarded. No, it's like it's like they only read your resume to the point of hiring. Like, they don't care about the end date or why you had to leave that job. They just know you did it at one point, so you must be good at it. Like, right. there's wrestling is, is one of those businesses where there's just no space for new ideas. It's like oil. You can't just have oil. Like you, you can't be the new guy on the oil block. 
you know. Uh, well, you, you, yeah, no, 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 you're right, because it's designed to, even if you somehow lucked up and, like it used to happen back in the day, oh, we struck oil on our property. Well, you immediately <laughs> sell out to one of the, to, you the know, oil Shell or somebody. <laughs> You're not going to be like, no, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna set up distribution, bottle my own shit. They're like, yeah, um, buddies in the register, in the uh, in the regulatory uh, agencies, yeah, this guy one thinks he's gonna start up some yeah, new, gonna, you know, Cameron X, yeah. Cameron Mobile fucking oil company. You know, mm-hmm. uh, once you go pay him a visit and you get hit with some fines and some this and some that and. You know, and then you go, I better sell out because i got to pay these damn lawyer's fees. So, yeah, yep. it's the system's designed not to. Yeah, like, have a name no, that's all, that's all dynasty. Like, did you marry into this or you somebody's son? Then fuck yeah. off. Exactly. Again, we were talking about that system of. Never mind. No, we were talking uh, about. But, I yeah. To call it what it is. Like, to be, to be something other than the norm. In 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 wrestling, is um like even if even if we take it outside of race, like there's a reason they can't sustain guys like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan because they don't get it. And there's there's these hangups about you need to look like something from a certain era in order to succeed. And what it does is it gives guys like and I don't again I don't dislike Roman Reigns, but it gives guys like Roman Reigns shots because they're built like guys from the past. Um. And come across like that, and it's just right. It's the reason a guy like Tess and um, Billy Gunn got chance after chance after chance. Like they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't going to go from being garbage to all of a sudden drawing a crowd. Like no. If anything, if 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 one of the one of the bad things kind of in wrestling is that it is harder to reinvent yourself once you get known for something. It's like child actors. <laughs> over as an adult, though, like no, mm-hmm. we know you is this, and you gotta really like put a lot of effort and t- time just getting people used to just new music. People are like, ah, this yep. sucks. <laughs> you know, three years later, that's my favorite music ever. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Wait a second, you hate it when they gave when they took away the kill switch to engage and gave Randy Orton that they gave voices, you know, that gay ass nonsense. <laughs> Sorry. Everybody. Totally there. Um, and now it's like, it's, yeah, it's just the most recognizable song only ever. Yeah. Not ever, but you know what I mean. So. But yeah, that's who you, ident- um, you identify him with that song. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So change in wrestling fans, yeah, aren't, don't go hand in hand. Change in society, really, don't, don't go hand in hand. Progressive as I like to yeah. think I am, I'm. What am I known for? As as a friend, like I'm not. In, I want to try. I want to do that new thing. Like this is how I do it. Why do I have to? It took Dre like months of badgering to get me on Facebook. I was like, I got a MySpace, man. Like, come on. What do I need? They're all the same. Like, how you know? You never even been on Facebook. And then I got on there and was like, Oh my God, I get it. The kid been telling you for three months. Now you, now you hype on, you know, like you invented it or found it first. You know, it's just kind of, you know, again, it's 
even and that's right. And I'm a, I like to think of I'm a progressive person. Those people that just are like, no, I ain't progressive. Mm-mm, things should stay the same. Well, status quo ass, head ass motherfuckers. So damn. That's um. Oh boy. Check uh, Facebook or not Facebook, social media here. Um, um, Rich is uh, Jared said he says Jared was on TV for WCW, WWE, TNA, and that's like ten million. <laughs> Ten million dollars of TV. Ten million? You what? In a year on TNA in like '04 alone, maybe. Kidding? His his TNA run alone from '02 to '08 is hundreds of millions of dollars, billions, whatever. Yep. Fuck out of here. That low ass ten million. Hey. Um. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh let's talk to somebody else. Oh wait, Kylan's still on the, on the line. Uh, anything else for us, Kylan? Before we uh, uh, get out of here? Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I do have something else. And Travis, you you can you can pose this to Rich too on the after show if you like, but. My second question for you and Cam this week is what what do you think of the hiring of Nigel McGinnis as the newest performance center coach and does the hiring of Nigel McGinnis as one of Ring of Honor's former top guys add further incentive for Vince McMahon to strike a deal with Ring of Honor to broadcast their vintage content on WWE Network. Uh, last things first, I think that I don't. I'm just not sure WWE's interest interested in giving Ring of Honor. Any kind of that kind of a, a shine, even even stuff ten, twelve, you know, eight, ten, twelve years old. You know, it's just going to drive people to that wrestling show they can find on their most syndicated, you know, whatever they can find it on their on their guide. They just type in Ring of Honor. It's going to come up. They might go, Oh, hey, I watch this. I don't think Vince is interested in that. I think Flow Slam is the is the is the set up for something like that again, especially if you're going vintage footage. Night, not. I don't know. I just don't think, unless I don't, I'm just missing something or didn't hear something. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's that other thing? Well, I think when Nigel yeah. McGinnis made his debut in TNA in that match against Kurt Angle and, and, and beat him in that opening match with that cool corner move and like I was just all into him, and then of course medical stuff got in his way. But I think his wrestling style is just the style I really like. It's really uh, physical and intense. It's like Cesaro with maybe a bit more speed to it. Like I like him, you know, being in that 
you know, in that environment. So I'm I'm all for it. You know, I think that's uh, it's going to be a really cool thing. You know, I'm kind of with Travis as far as um, like how it's going to affect the ROH, you know, WWE relationship because, like, him leaving kind of led to him, you know, getting that spot. So I don't know how that's going to really tie into them. But as far as him being another aide, like, in helping these wrestlers get along, I'm a big fan of that. I really am. Yeah, I, when he brought up McGinnis, I, I thought he was going to say he got uh, his his the book got taken from him. He's not the matchmaker yeah. anymore in the of Honor. That's what I heard. I didn't hear he was yeah, going to the performance not. center. I guess that's what I wonder if I wonder what came first. Yeah, you know, like if he uh, had that I offer mean, and he was like, hey, you know, got this offer, but yeah. I've been a big fan of the guy when he was wrestling, really was. Never really uh got into him as a as a as a talent. And and he was, you know, okay on on commentary, you know, from you know, what I heard. It wasn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I didn't didn't hate him. Um, Rich says him and Carino uh, got offered, so they they're getting them out before January rolls around. I don't know what 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 January means. Why January? Just because New Year or or, or what? But that's uh, let's see. Maybe he answered. Uh, the rest of the ROH guys up in January. Wait. Rest of Ring of Honor guys up in January is a big talking point in terms of who gets rated. January is when their contracts are up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it's like you know you want the different kinds of and different types of trainers and people giving you different kinds of advice and different well. Maybe that's a tough one, but just getting different, hearing different experiences and all that—it's always a good thing. Mm. Yep. And if you got Kidman and Norman Smiley and Carino and and uh, what's his face that's that we're just talking about—that's a yeah, that's a that's a heck of a mix. And you got Kendrick down there, mm-hmm. and sometimes and yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to uh, 202. Might be Willis. Saw him all over social media this week. Popping out of dumpsters, taking taking surprise pictures, and I think he actually said, "What's up, peeps?" When he when he popped out. (laughs) What up, peeps? Click. (laughs) (laughs) Hiding in broom closets. Paying off maids and hotels, hotels to uh, you know get access. You ain't slick, Willis. We know you. We know Not you. Can. Do it. Anyway, what's going what on, Pete? What up? Y'all funny as a motherfucker. Uh uh uh. And it ain't my fault. 
I know people that know more shit than I do. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah. So where were you over the weekend and or were the last couple of days where you got those pictures? Oh, I went up to um, Philadelphia Raw. I was up there live, okay. and then they and then they came here for um the SmackDown and the tribute to the troops in DC yesterday. Did you go to both of them? Yep. Well, it was SmackDown. They take both of them at the same time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because the SmackDown joint, that joint was taped last night. That wasn't live because the show started at 6.15 and SmackDown started around about 6.30. Oh, right. That's why they did the Cruiserweights before Raw. Yeah, that's why they did it before Raw um, that Monday because they were doing a tribute to the Troops joint. But normally they tape it live, but they didn't tape it. They didn't tape SmackDown live last night. That joint was mm-hmm. on delay when it came on the TV. My time we got out that joint, it was about, the show ended at like around about 10.30. The tribute to the Troops is pretty good for once because they're actually doing stuff that's going on with the storylines from Raw and SmackDown. Okay, because they got to do it kind of in order, so yeah. Because usually... When they come on tonight? Yeah, that comes on tonight. Okay. I don't know what time, though. But, you know, usually when they do tribute to the troops, it usually don't have nothing to do with anything that was going on with the storylines on Raw and SmackDown. But luckily, this time around, they're actually doing that for for this year's um, tribute to the troops. So there is consequences of what happened on the show. So I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to do no spoilers. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say they is the stuff that they stuff? Yeah, they had oh, that's a what consequential okay. point you're making. Yeah. All right, yeah, no, yeah, no that's, they... that's cool. That's actually, hey, uh, hmm. Well, if it's up against NXT, I'm not going to watch. I want to watch NXT. Well, I can always watch NXT right after. <laughs> you know, one's going to be on and on demand forever, and the other's pretty much better watch it. Hmm. Yeah. So right. it was pretty it was pretty cool and everything. So got a, So let me let me let me uh so you had Charlotte, AJ, Vince himself. Was that in Philly or in D C with the Vince one? Well the um Charlotte joint that was a long time ago. AJ and Lisa Fox Oh, I didn't see you with Charlotte Vince. recently? No, that was old. That was during the spring. That was during the, the summertime when I got with Char- when I took a picture of Charlotte. I met um, I met Alicia Fox. I met Breezango. Right. I Did met um, Ellsworth. Saw that. Um, AJ and Vince. Saw and um, okay. You, you, yeah, and you know the comedian, um, Fluffy. The Spanish guy. Yeah, Gabriel yeah. Inglés. Yeah. Yeah, I got a picture with him too because he was down at the hotel. That's how I knew he was. So when he popped up on SmackDown, I was like, oh, okay. Because I was like, what the hell is Willis? Like, why is Gabriel Inglés with Willis? Or, you know, Willis finding him uh, at the wrestling show. So maybe he was just 
there. Was he promoting something? Because I had it on mute, so I didn't really. No, 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 no. I saw that part. I saw him walking down the hallway and then talking to um, Apollo Cruz. It was just a nut-ass banter about, oh, I'm fat, so I'm going to talk about how I work out. That kind of nonsense. I thought he was there because, to be like, hey, my special's coming out or something. Because um, Apollo Cruz and the Miz is having a match that night. I mean, tonight. Okay. That's why he down there. He On was in Apollo Cruz's corner. Corner. Oh. For the troops joint. Makes okay. makes perfect yeah. sense. But damn, this man, he he a trip because when me and my friends was waiting in, in the hotel lobby, and we seen them coming by because one of my friends recognized his limousine, so um we had stopped limousine. and we waited in, in the lobby. And he was hunched over, like, I don't know what. Because they had said he had just got out of he did back surgery a couple of weeks ago. So mm. I was like, man, he looked, he looked kind of hurt. I don't think we should um, take a picture with him. So that's what I was saying. But my friends went ahead, and he said, okay. And as soon as it was time to um, take a picture, he just puffed up, like, you know how Vince always being. And just you're like nah 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 Vince hold up you should just pause like uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. nah no front for me dog hunt your old ass back <laughs> <laughs> nah you shouldn't have did that <laughs> that's cool yeah and when I was in the um when we was outside we happened to see Cesaro my friend had took a picture with him and I didn't notice who it was until. I start walking behind him. I was like, that's Cesaro. So I went up. It was a red light, and I went up, and I was like, what's going on, Cesaro? I was like, you remember me? He's like, yeah, I remember you from the Wawa up at um, Philadelphia when we went up, when I was wrestling up in Pittsburgh. I was like, yeah. He blinded me with the flash. (laughs) Whatever. So I was like, man, y'all. I said, y'all put on like, oh, so you just don't respect restraining orders, huh? Do you? Okay, I got you. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, uh, all right, so, all right. I, so I was talking to him. I was like, man, y'all put on that hell of a match. I said, I wish y'all had won the um, won the match. He's like, yeah. I was like, but one thing for sure, I'm just glad they put the belt, the tag team titles on Roman. He was like, yeah, he already got a belt. He don't need no more. And I was like. I was like, I know that's right. But he said we'll get. He said we'll. He said we'll get him next time. So hopefully they'll be able to get in into the title match. Should have been like no. So, they probably going. They probably you know what's going to probably end up happening. I bet you at battle. I mean the robot plays with these joint. I bet you that um they're gonna be the ones that end up. Beating New Day after they then broke the street. Yeah, now it, it's borrowed. Who, Sheamus and, and and Cesaro? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but it, um, Raw was Raw was pretty cool. It dragged out a little, but luck, because they kept on bringing out the um, cruiserweights, and since they had already taped the two or five show, but luck, before. It was like you were seeing the same people over again. But when you go to the shows now, 
with Raw and SmackDown, you notice how limited and how small the roster is if they do stuff like that. Because you see the same people over and over again. Because um, yesterday I seen Miz about five, six times that whole night coming out and doing stuff. Oh, damn. So, Including it, the little backstage thing that you saw on the Titan Tron? Or, yep. or in person? Oh, including. In okay, person. Okay. Yeah, including Wait. the tribute to the truth. Yeah, I mean, and, that's still um, a lot. SmackDown. And, and I assume his entrance music probably played at least at least twice, but probably like three times. <laughs> no, every time his ass came out. <laughs> Damn. Anybody that came out, you got their full interest about three or four times that night if they showed up on the show more than once. Because they was making you feel like it's the next day. Okay. Like, yeah, this is this is the show after this show. Yeah. So, but I was on the floor for both shows, so I was basically um, by, by the ramp. Close enough, I was in the, in the corner, not on the side that they normally show, but the other side when you see people coming down the aisle. So I had good seats. Very nice. Yep. So suppose next month they having the MCW joint, and they're going to have um, Broken Matt and, and all of them up there at the end of um, January. So he's going to have the whole family up that joint. They're supposed to be doing a little show. But other than that, that's about it. i seen the stuff people talking about the Kofi Kingston joint and everything. And I see that and he has some people doing some smart comments about this stuff. But, hey, what else can you call it if it's black excellence? All of them black. So what, what the hell they expect they're going to call it? Yeah, um, but that's not the point. Because if it was if it was Bray Wyatt, Miz, Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton, and Kevin Owens, or who and AJ Styles, and they put white excellence, it would be racist. Right. Right. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> because again, as we talked about earlier, that's like, default. Like, actually would no duh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like. Uh, yeah. Like the the memory that came up with with uh, Shahid and like why do you have to put and Scotty's like why do you have to put you know black whatever in front of it and it's like <laughs> you're a grown man and you're just going to ignore what you know as you're in your personal life which I guess is, is probably the point but also you understand history and context right you're going to pretend you don't right. you don't you don't you don't get why. HBCUs are even a thing. Whether you want to argue about the necessity of them, but or or not, that's different. But you have to acknowledge why they're a thing, right? Like up up Civil Rights Act passed in nineteen sixty-four uh, or whatever. Yeah, I should know that <laughs> uh, offhand. Um, that's it. Get rid of everything that's black. You know, but like no, that's not. That's not <laughs> you know, those doors didn't swing open what? the other way. You know, nineteen sixty five. You know, New Year's New Year's Day, nineteen sixty five. It's all it's all good. It was the all good America tour. Fuck out of here. <laughs> I guess everybody's gonna be 
<laughs> I guess everybody going to be testing the next two, three, eight years when Black Panther come out. They're going to be like, why they call that movie the Black it's Panther? going to be, yeah. Why has it got to be named after this, you know, terrorist organization? Black Panthers are the same as the KKK. Because the Black Panthers went to white neighborhoods and terrorized people for decades and centuries and hung them and all that kind of shit. That's why they're the same, you dumb fucks. I know, right? <laughs> so we're going to hear. It's just, it's like you just set your watch to it. You know, like, oh, right. here, comes, here comes the... Uh, you know, the white angst about, oh, why has it got to be black? Why has it got to be, you know, oh, shut your ass up, you spoiled ass. <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, Mm-mm. all right, man. Good stuff. We'll talk to all you. All right. Bye. All right, man. Great. You had a good time, man. Uh, well, it's from D.C., everybody. Um, Dave Portivo chimes in on the Twitter he asks, uh, will we see Luke Harper in main events again, and who would you have had one or had win? I assume the triple th- or the, uh, the four-way. Number one, I'm so glad that that four-way was an elimination match. I think all triple threats, all fatal four-ways, all fatal five-ways, all six-pack challenges, whatever the fuck, you put more than two people in a – in a uh, what should be a tradition, could you know singles match? You put more than two people in a match. That's not a tag match. It should be elimination. I don't care if people got a hit pin. That's what happens. But that would, you know, it's it's like being able to climb out the cage and like what is that song that you climbed a thing? You know, yeah, one of the coolest. Uh, one of the I was just happy that that, that it was elimination. And and I think the right guy won. I think Ziggler's the guy to win. He's the really the only guy, as Cam pointed out earlier, you know, that, a half hour or so ago. Cam? And then, like, yeah, I, I think one of the coolest visuals that they've had in WWE, like in modern times, is when everybody hit their finisher on John Cena in the Elimination Chamber and pinned them, and everybody was stunned. Like, the wrestlers were stunned at what they'd done. So yeah, I agree. I think there should be like these triple threats and uh should be triangle matches and these fatal four ways should be battle royals as they call them. It should be everybody gets eliminated. I agree. Um but yeah, I think the right guy won too. I think you're putting on a match here at the end of the year. I definitely think um like the best match right now that you can have is probably um Ziggler AJ, you know, to cap off like a really good year of SmackDown. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. Luke Harper, will we see him in a main event again? Uh, I say yes. Yeah, um, good. I like. I like Luke sure how many Harper. matches we, we have. Like, give me say some again, more Adam. Luke. Uh, Luke Harper, Dean Ambrose, uh, Machete on a uh, on a coconut tree match. Whatever <laughs> it is they got to do to to kill each other again. So. That that I was surprised a little bit when Luke was making his first off that bow and arrow thing he does. Like typically, I'd be like, he's a crazy guy, you know. His whole gimmick is that he's, uh, you know, he's he's a lunatic and you know all those kinds of things. He doesn't shouldn't have a, a a set thing that he does. Throws his arms up, wiggles, whatever, at the beginning of at the top of the ramp. But I like his bow and arrow thing, especially, you know, he 
lets it go, and it's boom, like chaos. Like it is a violent, chaotic move. So it's not like he goes out there and does a, a twirl or throws his arms up in Randy Orton style. Like, look at me. Like that wouldn't fit, but the bow and arrow exploding uh, is is good. I like Luke Harper. I've liked Luke Harper since Y Family debuted three years ago or whatever. Um, I like him better. I probably still do. His music is great, by the way. I like him better than, like, I do Bray Wyatt. Like, I'd rather Luke Harper gotten a sustained push than Bray Wyatt. Like, I don't think Bray Wyatt brings anything particularly great to the to the, to the the table. Particularly great. Yeah, good, I'll, I'll disagree but, with that. But okay. That he particularly great, my wording? Yeah. I mean, I'm I going out of my way to, 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 to you know, no, I think like, no, no, I, I, think I get he's a talented guy, for, you know, he's good, but I don't think he does one thing that's particularly great. Like, I genuinely think his physicality is great. I think size, okay. coupled with, like, that whole, you know. Uh, he does wrestle like a guy that's, you know, uh, uh, two or like, I think that's you know, really good. And, 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 yeah. and round and. That kind but of no, thing. I also really like Luke Harper too, though. I, yeah, he's very good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Dave will will see Luke Harper in, and even if it's a main event like last night's SmackDown main event was, where you can just elevate him for contendership purposes, uh, uh, multiple man deals and main event tag six mans, and I know that's probably not what you mean. Like, oh, you're in the Wyatts and, you know, are all in the main event of SmackDown against whoever. And I know that's not, yeah, but 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 yes and yes. I'm trying to cover all main event fronts. Um, I don't think we'll see him in a main event defending any uh, his championship of any kind. Even when he was in a kind of yeah. championship champion for like three weeks, it was just, uh, you know, he didn't. He, he happened to, to be anything, he put that title down, and it didn't make him better or elevate him. Uh, so, all right, let's uh, let's, uh hmm. you know what? I'm gonna go to Phoenix first, just because the next caller is historically long-winded, so. Brian's historically pithy and gets in and out. So let's let's go to Brian real quick. Uh, Brian, what's Start happening? Off. Hey, Travis. Hey, Cam. Hopefully you both have a real good night. Hopefully, yes. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Well, you're welcome as always. And uh, I appreciate you putting me on right away. I just dialed in. So I agree with you, Trav. I really like when they have like a fatal four-way like they did on um, Tuesday where oh, each person has to get here. eliminated. <laughs> yeah. But also, I'm not sure if you perfect formula for for that. I'm not sure if you mentioned this at all, though. But I also liked how the tag team battle royal was both, or like you know, not when one person was eliminated, both team members were eliminated. I like yes. how they did it. Because it doesn't. But but I could see. Okay, I was in here literally having an argument with myself about that. Like, oh, finally they're doing it in a way that you know makes sense. That you know both guys should have to be eliminated. But in a tag match, you don't have to pin both guys to win a tag match. You know, so I could... Right. Is that... Is, 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 was Flair eating a Ray-licious cake in that drive-along <laughs> commercial? I think he had a... You know what Ray-licious is? It's a 
brand nope. up in. I thought they they were only in like Philly. It's like Sam Juice. It's like a local, but definitely okay. Northeast. If it expanded out of anyway, I think he was eating a Raylicious cake. Um, anyway, I forgot what the hell I was saying. Um, so my tag team. Brian, and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to tag both guys or beat both guys to get that win. So, but still, I like the idea of it's a battle royal. You, you know, everybody should have to get thrown out. So I wonder if they could extend that to Survivor Series where, you know, normally, like, of course, in Survivor Series, if you pin one person in a tag match, both guys have to leave. And, I mean, that, of course, makes that, that tag team match a lot longer, but I think they, they should extend that to Survivor Series as well. Uh, isn't it an elimination? Everybody has to. I no, if you, uh, if you pin one person, if you like when Kofi was pinned in Survivor Series, Biggie and um, oh, in the Survivor and, uh, Series and tag, whatever. Well, yeah, shit, there were yeah. twenty guys on the apron. I was not going to be like, man, there needs to be more. Pay. No, get this, get this over with. So, unfortunately, you know, because it wasn't good, I, I'm picking and choosing, um, mm-hmm. or because I didn't personally like it. I don't want to say it wasn't good, but you know, when you said it. that, when you said that, you know, with a tag team, they had to keep moving on. You know, when one to uh, see twenty people. Uh, get pinned. You said get when you said that. I was like, get the step in. And I was like, get the step in. That made me think about Martin. And then I saw an article somebody put up about how <laughs> yeah. Martin, Martin was like, <laughs> Martin Payne was the worst person was ever on worst. TV. Martin was a terrible person. He's a horrible protagonist. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I it was, was like hard to find the lie in that in that in that in that yeah. post in that article. Like, yeah. And I, it's like, okay, well, okay, the people that keep coming to his house and getting thrown out, that's kind of their fault. Going to <laughs> you know, he should be like, you know what, let's go to Tommy Crick. Well, yeah, well, sure. I mean, I, I give it more. I'm, I blame I blame the friends more for keep coming for coming back for that five, six seasons. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, but they also, he also did it when people legit were in his house because, you know, if he... I think Cole had a party at his crib when he was away or something. You know, there's all kinds of shenanigans that 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 happens that that he has legit reasons to uh, to kick people out out of his out of his spot. You know, pro man coming in sneaking in making sandwiches and shit. Wasn't great. That was a fun. That was one funny episode. Yeah, when he came out of his bedroom and and bro man was already there cooking. (laughs) He's like, "What are you?" That's great, right there. Um, but you know, I knew a knew a, a black woman wrote it because at the end they talked, which which was it was a good point. I mean, thought about how he always talked about Pam and her hair. I was, mm-hmm. I was reading down, and, and that's like, something as an know, adult watching that back that I don't, I don't. Even though, even though I and I hate it, but I love the line when they're out in L.A. and 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 his and Tommy Davidson and his homie, uh, forget his <laughs> character name, but <laughs> he came out to. You know, when you're out in Hollywood, come check me out. And Martin took that as, you know, not Hollywood talk. People just say that. Anyway, at the end of that episode, a limo pulls up, and, and, and it's an African dude in the limo, and he's like, uh, your, your buckshots remind me of the woman of my village. May I call you BDB? <laughs> not just, just being here, just saying that line to myself over and over again like a fucking psycho. May I call you BDB? But again, it is like who you know why? Why do you hate your mother? 
at how your mom looks. And, you know, like, damn, what'd your grandma do to mm-hmm. you to deserve such disrespect? Uh, but, you yeah. know, at 13, it was, you know, hilarious. It still is, but you just understand yeah. it as an adult, as a you know, black adult that lives in America. That, that shit is destructive and, you know, not great. Not great. I like when... Uh, I like when um, one time Martin said, to, you know, said to Pam, he said, like, your hair's so nappy, uh, Wilson couldn't pick it. And the do- yeah. the audience, like, died laughing. And, you know, she walked away, mm-hmm. like, you know, touching the back of her head, you know. But, um, hey, you know, you Pam can mention the name it. of the article. Pam was it. Pam was it. Pam was so much everything. She was still everything 15 years later playing to my mom. Yep. She had it. And that, that de- episode at the dentist, when she had the all orange on, oh, my God. Pretty. I think I grew up that day. Like, oh, I am a man now. <laughs> Time to put away childish things. <laughs> so, anyway, I could talk about Martin all day. Yeah, if you go and mention the, the name of the article. Uh, so people know what we're talking about. I I, I'm on my phone and I can't pull up the name of the article. So yeah, that's it. uh, it's called. Uh, it comes up first, Facebook or Twitter. Oops, nope. Let's go to my profile here. And it's called. Damn, I tweeted a lot today. Oh my God, Cam! Did you see Gucci on? Uh, NPR, or did I retweet that? Did you retweeted piano. They told me the monster. That was amazing. Yo, he was killing that piano. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn it! I don't, I don't know. I'll find it and and, and tell folks, uh, Brian. Okay. Um, still, lastly, speaking about Martin, I'll tie this right back to wrestling. I'm, uh, I'm sure you remember the episode with Tommy Hearns, uh, which is a Detroit guy, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> about how when he beat up Martin, and Martin came up that next day like all sold up. That's how Enzo should be looking. You know, they say it all sold up like that. <laughs> Can I have a kiss? <laughs> <laughs> yo, when he came out that, yo, out the bedroom, that studio audience, I think, I think, I, I want to believe they got that in the, in one take because I can't imagine, I can because it's really hilarious. But I can't imagine that audience reacted like they did the second, second go-round. Yeah. 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 And and real quick, the article is called Martin the Show Was Great, But Martin Payne the Character Was Trash. And it's on the uh, VSB blog, the VerySmartBrothers.com, uh, VerySmartBrothers.com, that's Brothers, T-A-S at the end. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Um. I'm going to do wrestling and non-wrestling. So wrestling, and I'll stay with it. Both of these next topics going to be about women. So I mentioned this way back in the day about A.J. Lee and her having Adidas Divas title about how it was, you know, she's so, she, I mean, still is so nice and thin and how it's almost falling off anytime she put it around her waist. I'm watching Alexa Bliss with the women's title, SmackDown women's title, I should say, and about how she's like, you know, kind of holding it up as well. You know, and I'm not sure if it was, on the on the East Coast cast of where I heard it at, but I'm not surprised that WWE didn't try to make at least a woman's version of a woman's belt. You know, it's like we, you know, I think somebody talked about how like the you know how the WNBA has a smaller basketball. Yeah, because, uh, I think I talked about that on smaller. Friday. I was on Friday. Uh, okay, I remember I thought I heard it from you, Trey. 
What was that? What did I say? It wasn't a bell. It was something more fizz. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Make smaller tables. And <laughs> that, that tables match, it was probably in the round table uh, after TLC. Because that tables match, they were, str- especially Alexa, they're struggling to pick those tables up. They have tiny little handholds, you know, and they're trying to pick up this, you know, thing that's longer and taller than they are and awkward and wide. And, you know, I, I see men having issues with those things, just trying to get them and flip them onto their legs. Um so, so the idea that uh, you know you would, I was like, you know, nobody's like saying, oh, it's sexist or any kind of it's wrong to have smaller basketballs, slightly smaller in the WNBA, like women's regulation right. basketballs in high school and, and college and, and, and WNBA, because we acknowledge that most of the women in the WNBA, you got your Brittany Griners that could probably palm a normal NBA basketball, but most of the women there are women-sized and have women-sized appendages. And a men's regulation basketball would, you know, be inhibiting. And plus they all play with those as as kids anyway and growing up. It's not until you get to high school usually till you get a, a, a women's regulation ball, but still. Right. But, no, it was kind of half-tongue-in-cheek, you know, different sized tables. They got different sized ladders, so maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing. Like, I mean, tables yeah, we got to see not break before we go. Just, you know, get some smaller tables. But anyway, go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say, you know, yeah, the belt just look the belt looks um, a little big on Alexa, and I'm surprised they just didn't come up with something a little bit more manageable for the for the um, women. That was just my um, one take. My um, second woman's take, and this is a non-wrestling thing, but I mentioned this like a year ago because I keep a, a – in my mind I have an idea of what we talk about on the East Coast Cavs. And I brought out, you know, first of all, today in Phoenix, the high was 78 degrees. In Detroit, uh, you know, mm-hmm. my uh, sister, it's like 21 degrees today in snow. Right. Uh, in Detroit. So, I'm, you know, I'm walking around. I mean, I'm, and I, now that I work in a, uh, I work, I train people who work in a call center. So I work in a call center. So I have a diverse group of people I see every day. Before, when I, when I worked in the military, you know, everybody wore a uniform except for me because I was a civilian working there. So I'm yeah. seeing, like, all kind of everything now in my life. And just seeing the women with, like, yoga-ish kind of pants and wearing, like, thigh-high boots, I am, like, that is my thing right there. It's, like, thigh-high boots. I'm not thigh-high boots. I mean, sorry, thigh. Like, calf-high boots and then, um, and like, yoga-ish kind of pants. It's just crazy right now. Yeah, I could I could understand why that, that's, a, that's a good look. <laughs> yoga anything, but, yes. And then it's interesting that, yeah, I saw, like, a couple women walking together, and you have one in, like, you know, wearing, like, their neck scars and their boots, and, you know, and then uh, walking with a friend who's wearing, like, like sandals, basically, or, or flip-flops walking around. That's just Phoenix this, this time of year. You have, yeah, um, now this, these different kind of dress. Got to, it got to, you know, like, 47 or something, like, on it's, like, no, I think it got to below freezing one night. So it got pretty cold, but typically, and during the day especially, it's... You know, it's the, you know, maybe 55 degrees at its lowest. So it's it's still nice to, or it's nice to not see every, you know, women all bundled up in big old winter coats anymore. Hmm? So go Texas. Feels like a hodgepodge of everything here. I can imagine. Um, so I'm pretty sure you um 
talked about Cena being on SNL. I um, overall I liked the program. It liked it, but it was just you know, and I'm an SNL fan. I should say that as well. But it was nothing that really jumped yeah. out at me. You know, being either horrible or or um, that great. So. Yeah, and, uh, I thought it was. I, a, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a good show. I thought it was a, a decent show, and I thought Cena made it made it better. And that's probably because I want you know, if it was anybody else, I probably just wouldn't have give, cut him any slack. But you know, I wanted it to be good. You know, I wanted Cena to represent, and I thought he did. Um, I'm like I wanted to like right Wade. He's like I'm listening to his recap of it, and. I mean, he wasn't shitting on Cena, but he wasn't, like, you know, giving him mad props either. He was in, like, every skit. He was so John Cena on that episode. Like, oh, you're just going to be in every skit, minus the cold open and weekend update. You're in every, and obviously the music. No, he he introduces the, <laughs> the musical guest, so, you know, technically. <laughs> I say to uh, I thought it had some, some, some memorable... Characters, some some good lines. You got bananas on the board. You got four different types of bananas. You got yellow, you got brown spotted, you got mostly brown, and you got round. It was a fucking orange. It wasn't even a banana. It was, you know, I mean, some good, memorable stuff. And the Karate Kid one, of course, clearly was the standout one. I think everybody would uh, would agree that saw that episode. And even the Siegfried and Roy knockoff guys with the owl. That was uh. Interesting. You said it yourself. Your owl got ass for brains. So, I um. All right. <laughs> I've always liked when on SNL when they did like the like the throw up kind of projectile throw up and stuff like that. So to me, when they first did it, you know, I, I was laughing at that part. So cause I've always liked it when SNL does that. Yeah. Well, oh. in this case, we got projectile, uh, <laughs> projectile yeah. shit and projectile projectile uh, vomit, or or as Wade said, the owl blew snot and seen his face like. Snot. That's what you. That's what you got from that. That owl blue snot. Okay. So since you mentioned it, it I'm gonna. But I, I do. I'm sorry, Cam. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it, it might have been snot. Possible. It wasn't snot. I was going to say, I'll, I'll take this part briefly, since, but since you mentioned editor publisher Wade Keller, I, was, I listened to his hotline talking about that, and that that was like, you know, I have my uh, I have my person, I really like waiting parts, I don't, but it was like one of the worst recaps of a show. You know, he was he didn't mention any of the SNL, like, you know, SNL people. I'm sorry? If you would have thought, he did say, to be fair, he did say he thought the writers did, didn't do him any services. And he was also right that, that that sketch with the lady that fell out the window was garbage. That shit was trash. Oh, yeah. And then seen his wig game was tight, the whole show. Every, yeah. like, character that he did that had a, that had a wig, Gronk, and the Alabama football player thing with the bananas, that's just seen that he didn't need to put anything. But but the boss at the Christmas party, the, the hunky uh, – <laughs> the hunky uh, game show host. I wonder how that went over. Uh, he had to kiss, kiss, uh, make out with Cecily Strong, who I think is the best. Oh yeah, her lips are very thin, though, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, Brian. We'll talk to you later, man. <laughs> Calf high boot, Brian Austin. Everybody. <laughs> I thought he's about to. Uh, 
give us the whole rundown, like Playboy, you know, or penthouse letter style <laughs> breakdown of what he into. Like first she walks in, and she's wearing calf high boots and leggings. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's uh, before we go to Darrell, uh Dave Portivo on Twitter says Alexis small stride messes up the timing of spots. Becky gets to her too quick. Plus, her bumps are weird because she's so compact. I'll agree with the first part. I don't think her bumps are weird. I think, you know, I don't, yeah, I, I don't I don't think her, I never noticed her bumps being weird, per se. But I agree that uh, the uh, small stride. That's funny. Yeah, no, that's really, that's a thing. Because it's like five, you know, strides, I guess, like just when, like running the ropes, like once you got speed. You know, it should only typically from the middle of the ring, you can get to the ropes in like two and a half, uh, two and a half strides. But if you're five feet of fury, which they like love to point out every goddamn five minutes, um, you know, a little pity pat, pity pat, pity pat, pity, you know, I guess. But she's not in there with six three men. She's in there with other, you know, five four to five eight women. Mm-hmm. So I guess. You know, I, I, I guess it it could be a different, or not could be. It definitely uh, is a thing as far as running ropes. If everybody has a certain cadence and timing, and and she doesn't, that's why I'm watching uh, like midget matches are weird. Like it, besides the fact it takes them so long, and the ropes barely like you know move to sling them off. You know, it's, it makes those matches even more absurd because of what we're used to and what they're trying to emulate. It's like, no, this looks weird. Lost our little person demographic. I apologize. Wow. Um, I offended the gays, the blacks, the littles. The gays. The gays. Why risk determined to turn Trey into Gavin? And why is he doing such a good job? <laughs> I'm with it. I am too. I got I got my own uh you know, uh reaction shots is waiting for y'all in the group. Damn. And this one with the sideways hat and the glasses. <laughs> when folks are like that episode was trash. Oh, also, Dave said, it's not her fault, Alexa. She's just not super fast like young Ray Mysterio was to make up for it. Yeah, to be that short. And, like, yeah, you got to, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's, um... Are you watching NXT, this cage match? No. Who is this, uh, Nakamura this, and uh, Joe? And Joe. I assume this was in a, this is from the Australia tour. Okay. Um, let's see what we got email-wise. Looks like uh, Ammon, he actually uh, wrote it, he emailed in. Oh, he's VIP, so we'll hold on to that. But uh, Dutch Mark did chime in with an email. 
So let's uh oh damn, I'm supposed to go to Terrell, but since I didn't mention this, I don't wanna forget it. Hey guys, got one for you. What are your thoughts on Cody's indie run so far? I'm not too I'm not too impressed with the match quality, but Cody was always more of a character guy for me. His turn at ROH Final Battle was awesome, for example. Most importantly, he seems happy and loving wrestling again. Your thoughts on that, please, and thank you. Um, well, I haven't seen any of those matches, so I can't uh, comment. Let's see if we can strong-arm Rich here. Rich, you got any, any thoughts on this? No. Yeah, my first thought is you're trying to – hold on a second. Let me uh, add you on my speaker while I play Final Fantasy. He said, yeah, he said when you realize the East Coast cast is all height. Well, damn. damn. Well, now. I mean, everybody's like, you can't be one of them special short people like Ray Mysterio. You got you to gotta step your game up, shrimp. And my girl, Alexa Bliss, <laughs> just trying to be five feet of human. I don't see height. We all the same size. Wow. <laughs> see, you know, you see, you know, where Rich really the scumbag because when he's like mischaracterizing what you just said, he always throws in the extra negative adjectives. They know I call Ray or yeah. Alexa and shrimp, but people that just tuned in think we did. Way to go! Oh, I, oh, okay. So let me see. Let me make. Let me make make sure for people that didn't hear earlier. Did you or did you not declare? That Randy Orton's theme song was gay. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, questions. No further questions. Yeah, I am a friend of all people: the gays, the blacks, the whites, <laughs> the Latinos. I'm friends with them enough that I can make fun of them and call them names, and I'm some of my with best friends are dwarves. Some of my best friends uh, happen to be, uh, you know, that lifestyle, which is the dumbest. Fucking oh yeah. Oh, the height lifestyle. Hey, listen, I love that lifestyle <laughs> so much. I married, I married a woman that was five foot. So there you go. Damn, Nakamura busted Joe open with that knee or something. And before he did, he decided not to exit the cage. He closed the door and came in yeah. and beat on him. Yeah. Which is that's that's just. He knew that uh, Jason from Perth was in the crowd. He had to do it right. Damn. <laughs> But yes, uh, uh, Cody, you just primed the pump for Darrell. So I, I, I just, I'm gonna be quick and get off here because I know he's gonna go for 45 minutes on why Cody Rhodes sucks as a human being, and his daddy should have just left town the night he thought he was gonna impregnate his mama. <laughs> but <Damn. laughs> listen, I got See? 300 See? tweets from Darrell. See, Darrell ain't say none of that. But if you tune in and you don't know who Darrell oh, is, wait. you think he's the worst human being ever. Just wait. Yeah. No, I love Darrell, but he as soon as we talk about Cody Rhodes, you think it's Hitler as a baby. Too. It's like I tell you what, if you could, would you go back in time and put a pillow over Cody Rhodes? Man, come on. <laughs> but that's the money. So no, so I so as far as up on, Dutch, I see him Dutch, put it up on my Dutch Mark's page. question. Are you um Yeah, to answer Dutch Mark's question. Because he's not. I'm not. I'm not, but I wasn't looking for that because, like I, I mentioned, I hadn't mentioned the Dutch, but I did mention to 
uh, Darrell, Cody Rhodes is a, is a crazy experiment because he never wrestled anywhere else. So he's learning how to be an indie wrestler while indie wrestling, which is very, to me, admirable. Because the WWE style is not what people want to see when you go to see Evolve or you go to Beyond Wrestling or wherever else you go. So Cody's run has been up and down. I'd say his match against Zack Sabre Jr., his uh, match against Jay Lethal, um, his match against Kurt Angle were some of the highlights. His low light was the match against Chris Hero, especially because Chris Hero wrestles well against almost everyone. And that was a good example of why Cody isn't doing so well in the indies because Chris Hero can wrestle you no matter what style you wrestle, but Cody doesn't have a style. So when they were brawling, he was trying to wrestle. When he was trying to wrestle, they should have been brawling. And it was just a really weird dynamic between the two of them. Um, I think his run in New Japan will be uh, interesting because as much as a lot of people have complained about Cody, he's the only WWE export other than Billy Gunn that New Japan had interest in. Because they could have gotten, you know, uh, not the genius. They could have gotten uh, Damian Sandow. They could have gotten Ryback. But they brought in Billy Gunn for the tag league, and now Cody's going to be a part of Bullet Club. And so uh, I think his time in New Japan will be interesting. His first match there is going to be against Juice Robinson, who used to be the, uh, I can't remember his name, the Rasta dude who wrestled in NXT, the guy who had the first match with uh, Kevin Owens. I mean, so the even there, guy. he's wrestling a Yeah. And he's turned into an excellent wrestler. Like, they love him in New Japan to the point where he's doing the same job with Cody as far as, like, they trust him enough that they're going to get a good match out of him with Cody. And then from there, ultimately, they're going to try to work him with Shibata, which is one of their better wrestlers. So, to recap, I'm disappointed in the wrestling of it, but I'm very encouraged by the fact that he's done it and the amount of work he's getting out in the Indies. Because, like, every weekend, the dude's somewhere. Did Travis fall off? What happened? No. Oh, Sam might be playing Dragon Ball Z. It's okay. Probably. Might be. I'm absolutely not doing that, but okay. I was just, I listen, I was just a second. Yeah, he, um, he playing Battlefront 4 now. That's his. No, I'm not playing question. any video game. There's a Battlefront mm-hmm. 4? I don't stop. But, oh, um. <laughs> Final <laughs> battle. Whatever. Stop. Not, just, not factual. None of it. Um, but yeah, like I haven't seen a whole bunch of the matches. Like I saw him in a, him and Jay, Luth, Jay Lethal, which I thought was really cool. Like, I'm all for honing your craft. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. all for getting experience in new things. And, you know, it's it's only going to make him better. Like, I, th- I thought Cody Rhodes was a good wrestler before he even left. And I thought him getting saddled with that gimmick was terrible. It never should have happened. But I'm um, going to start us. But, you know, um, that's good for him. Like, getting over to Japan. Yeah. And hopefully when he comes back, they'll have to pay him more money. And they'll give him more to do as Cody Rhodes. You know, all you can hope for. My hope is that, and Darrell will probably, I, I would hope you guys can discuss this with him. His biggest issue has been there hasn't been that many X-star matches. And I don't think that's the point. I think his point is by the time 2018 rolls around, he's had a year and change of solid work outside of the WWE where people respect him. I think that's At this too point soon. in that journey, you think so? I don't think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's not, 
because people go, oh, AJ Styles, oh, he he did a year in Japan, and you know, but like, well, AJ Styles also had twelve years of main, you know, main event, semi-main, you know, resume or all that stuff, you know, TNA. Granted, it was TNA, but still, he was still counted on, and he had uh, you know hundreds and hundreds of televised matches and pay-per-view matches. So, yeah, like Cody Rhodes is going to have to go and do more. Then, then, because Cody Rhodes, well, I was to say he's not going to come in and immediately, as far as splash and all that, but eh, kind of takes that, you know, joining the Bullet Club and all that kind of takes takes away that argument. Um, and they gave him a vignette, like think, a pretty sweet vignette. I think it's like we're we're two years we're two years from now because he's been gone half a year, you know, six months or whatever. July, August, he started this thing. Um. So I think we we're gonna be maybe this time next year. Well, it's, it'll still be that'll kind of be your point, but I think we're more than yeah. a year away from now. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Might not well, be 2019. Be some, you know, summer 2018, but I think it's gonna be longer than that. Go ahead. Let me throw one more thing in, and then you can mute me and uh, you know go back to your regularly scheduled activities. I would disagree. The only reason is. Cody is going to go through, and I would be very interested this summer, in one of the biggest, most grueling tournaments in professional wrestling, and that's the G1 Climax. So he'll be wrestling in about, I want to say, 15 matches in 20 days or 25 days, and that is going to show you really quick if he got it or not because you're not going to have time. Like That was one of the things that made AJ Styles. That first G1 he went in where he had excellent matches against everyone from the weakest wrestler on the roster to their best guys. I think if Cody can make it through there and right. he's even we, halfway decent. Are we going to expect oh, that ahead. from Cody Rhodes? And then they and don't you wrestle 15 matches by winning? Not saying they're going to drop him out first round. Oh no, it's know. round robin. It's round robin. So you wrestle everybody okay, in the block still, you, plus you wrestle tag oh, okay. team matches. Okay, but I'm saying are we expecting that from Cody Rhodes to just go in and in this two week long tournament or whatever it is, just to wow everybody and instantly get just instant credibility and all that kind of stuff. Like that's not going to happen. That's why I think it's going to oh, take. Oh no, no, I'm not thinking the G one's going to do it. I'm thinking that's like the final exam he's going to have from the January fourth show till July. I want to say July the first or second week of July when the G one starts and it ends the first week of August. He'll have matches oh. and tours at New Japan in between that. Okay, I don't. So that'll in be January. Like oh, that's Wrestle Kingdom. I was, I was getting those. Yeah. I was like, but the thing's coming yeah. up like a month now. But okay, yeah, that's the yeah. Thing. So Wrestle Kingdom will be him against uh, Juice Robinson, which will be the American, and then after that, Shibata most likely. He'll get in between that. Right after Wrestle Kingdom, they have Fantastic Mania, which is when they bring in CMLL and they do Lucha in New Japan. So that'll be a heck of a thing to see with him. And the, so he's gonna get, he's getting a master's course in pro wrestling styles while he's over there. So I'm very, very excited and very interested to see, much like how he's done so far with his run, what happens, good or bad. Oh, yeah, I mean, he could get it. Like, it was good. You know, it can only come out better. So, you know, it's... Right. And that's, yeah, I've been in Cam's boat the whole time as far as Cody. I think it's only going to make him look better. But I think far too many people are in this, like, they think he's going to turn into AJ Styles. He's just going to be a better Cody Rhodes, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I thought I'm glad to, that you cleared that up. 
because I'm because that's kind of where I was thinking that you personally were like he's gonna go in and like all of a sudden like be like the guy we're clamoring to see back in WWE by next summer or next fall like I don't I don't I don't know I think he's going to catch on and have a sustained two year run as somewhat maybe not the top guy but a guy getting getting some shine in New Japan and has a over character and all that kind of stuff. But but yeah. Glad you cleared that up. So alright, cool. Um guess we'll talk in uh VIP. Alright. Alright. Rich from Pittsburgh, everybody. And uh thanks for the email as usual, Mark. Oh, and <laughs> Brian Austin chimes in on Twitter. For what it's worth, Hornswoggle wanted to be called a midget. Yeah. For what it's worth you know, I don't even know what example to use. <laughs> you know, like, you know, the, you know. I have to answer it so. I don't care. Right, right, right. Like, what? So you ain't seen black folks that don't mind being de- uh, denigrated for, for money and for yeah. opportunity. And I'm pretty sure Kanye think. West just, I saw a picture of Kanye West braiding Donald Trump's hair. Well. That was real. I think it. Well. It's uh, <laughs> rough. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk to Darrell here. Um, yeah. Where is he at? Ah, there he is. Darrell, thanks for hanging in there. What's going on? Hold on. What's going on, Trav? What's going on, Cam? Happy birthday. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, bees up, man. Bees up. Have a good birthday. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) Ah, man. And to tell Rich, I did not say all that stuff about no Cody. (laughs) Don't think he a horrible person. You said it. That's what Rich told me. Ah, uh, he just got mad. I schooled him. I schooled him. I'm just, I'm just playing. Oh. Uh, but no, nah, I was just saying that um, Cody um, hitting the Indies ain't really been as impactful as what he thought it would be, and so far, maybe mm-hmm. when he go over there to New Japan, it'll probably change or it could change, but. So far, he hasn't added anything new. Um, yeah, you could say he probably had a good match against Jay Lethal and stuff like that. Just like I asked Rich, who watched the match, I said, um, name one good – because he said, well, I can name three or four spots. I said, name a spot then. Couldn't name a spot for me. So I was like, well, he didn't do anything memorable. It wasn't a good match. It wasn't something that was catching your eye or – you haven't seen anything that he added on to his repertoire or trying to do or anything. So, really, it's just been a basic um, indie run. Shoot, Alberto Del Rio came out and hit the indies running. And even though if some people don't like him, he did a whole lot. His first run after he slapped somebody for for um, in WWE. Right. Yeah. That's all but, I was comparing uh, it to. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that exchange. I just 
saw Rich slandering you in the group me chat later on. Dang it. Hey, yeah, the, the you, the the you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um So real quick, so so Dave uh, Deportivo on, uh, I'm sorry, Dave Deportivo on on Twitter. He uh, and, and this is what I think I'm going to write my next take about. By the way, if you haven't heard, uh, I published in the in the Torch newsletter. Um, everybody, uh, so go check that out. Issue number fourteen hundred eighty eight. Or, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's the one. Wow. Um, so I think I'm going to write a, a take on the uh, the idea that the women dress too scantily clad, and I think it's kind of bullshit. Like I I get it. Like yes, Nikki Bella shorts <laughs> probably should cover the bottom of her ass, and even Becky. Um, and I think this happened in like the last like two weeks for sure. The last month, her shorts, even though they're the same style, are now tighter and up higher on her thigh. They used to be like sort of boxery type in length. Now they're even further up, showing even more, you know, hamstring. Um, but I, th- I still think it's like for the most part stupid because nobody's complaining about Randy Orton. Like, he's in there in tiny little shorts and no shirt and just boots and knee pads. I mean, you see t- tons and tons of skin from the men wrestlers, and we're not sitting there like, this isn't, why don't they put a shirt on? And the idea that, Car- and Dave says, What's your, what, what do you think of Bruce moaning that Carmella dresses, quote-unquote, like a stripper? He says that with weight a lot. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Because if I saw a stripper wearing yeah. baggy fucking cut-up jeans, I'd be like, bitch, if you don't take them clothes off or, or put something sexier like, huh? on or tighter or something, it's fucking jeans. Bitch off the rip? Golly. What are you talking nice. about? <laughs> but no, so I will be ridiculing idea. Bruce in my next take or two. Because he's not going to do that. You could just do my first one about Brock Lesnar. And then, you know. Because Brock can, can say words for all intents and purposes, whoop me. Bruce ain't whooping shit. Damn. No, no. So, anyway, uh, Darrell, yeah. So, what else you got? <laughs> oh, man, I was enjoying hearing y'all conversation about um, the black excellence thing. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, fans today, boy. That's what I guess. That's why I short for fanatics. Yeah, I'm not going to go and be and go blaming wrestling fans. This is a society wide thing. I mean, we see it oh, every day in other topics. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I mean, we saw a guy get shot in the back and and a weapon placed on his dying body in HD, and you got people literally coming to the defense of a murdering police officer. Like, hey, if you don't run, no matter if you're running away or 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 towards them, you know, if you just did what he said, he wouldn't be dead. Like, uh-huh. So, oh, yep. to be shocked old, that people old say, man. like, excellent, that's racist. You know, like, shut the fuck up. Shut your fucking crying, whiny-ass fuck up. Yeah, Or 55-year-old old man shooting um, uh, NFL player. <laughs> In yeah. a road rage situation and rage. get to walk out yeah. <laughs> uh, without being charged. 
What do you mean, black excellence? I could hashtag. I just find I just find it out crazy. I was reading some of the comments up underneath the um, picture. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> uh, that that stuff be hilarious. But then these same I mean, people be the ones that say, "Go ahead, finish your thought." I'm sorry. Oh, they be the same ones that say that these guys should stick to um their characters on TV, on TV, on on social media, and stuff like that. Well, it's it's some of these comments. It's like. It's 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 a step or two away from, you know, why why do these niggers have to be so racist? I mean, that's almost what it sounds like. Like at the time, like why, why don't these, why don't you know, why don't these whatever, know that, you know, know their place? And it's like be happy that you won the title. Shut up, sit down. Yeah, exactly. No you hear this, you hear the same thing when you when you see um black athletes celebrate when they win the title or, or they celebrate winning and stuff like that. They they why they why they acting that way? Learn how to learn how to score and just go in and, and put the ball down and well, go back to the sideline. There, there, there. I disagree because we're everybody's trained to fucking showboat and shuck and fucking dance like a fucking asshole. You know, and you know that crosses that crosses everything these days. But it, it's and and that's the area where we're allowed we are allowed to, you know, you know you are you dancing are you throwing a football or whatever then yeah no you're allowed to be aggressive and you know and that kind of thing in that realm if you're Richard Sherman and you want to start talking being aggressive and talking about you know other things. Then it's you know again know your place. Once you throw that throw that football, catch that football, you, you spoil rich athlete. You know what do you know about struggle? And you know as at the same time not acknowledging where seventy five percent of these players come from. You know uh, or how they were grow up, grow up and lived in the struggle the whole entire right. life. <laughs> so it's, don't yeah, tell no, it's, don't tell it's, somebody it's who frustrating to have to to, to deal with. Uh, you know, I again, just find it ridiculous. Feel comfortable. That's that's what it comes down to. It's it's you're making me feel uncomfortable. You're challenging my comfort. You're making me think about things that I don't want to think about. I don't want to think about. Well, why in 2016 is it such a big deal that you know, uh, you know, um, you got uh, all these black champions and stuff. Like, well. Because it's still fucking odd. It's still uh, it's still an a- anomaly in this realm. Again, sports and all that kind of st- mainstream sports. Yeah, that's where we're allowed to succeed, and you know, in, in a in a very controlled uh, environment. Environment. Then we had this conversation like um, six we months had this conversation ago. Like every three about- months. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Gotta explain the same shit to these dumb fucking assholes every fucking three months. Every time something happens that makes them feel uncomfortable, make them have to think about things in a certain way. Fucking sick of it. I'm sick of black on black crime. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
I think somebody said on there just saying just saying black hit me me just putting black excellence in front of excellent means racist. <laughs> yeah. I said, wow, these people hilarious, man. And then huh? and then they'll turn around and say that these people need to stay in character when you coming at somebody for just posting a picture and you saying some of the most idiotic stuff and almost racist stuff yourself without saying the word nigga. You saying you but you saying it just in a different way, but you don't want people to respond. But you don't, um, you don't stay your ass in character. You don't stay in the character that people see you when you ain't on this Twitter machine, as um, Bubba Ray used to call it. When people see you in public, that oh, straight button up. Oh, I won't even look twice at the person. I'm a um, clutch my purse or lock my door because I'm I'm afraid to say what I said. On this uh, fake, this fake place called Twitter. Can we talk oh, about I love a live Panther might break his leg. Well, he's back. That was like back in the spring or summer. Um, I you love know, being in downtown Austin, and, and, a, and, a, and a group of white guys walk past my car, and I got the loudest auto uh, uh, power locks. Huh? Chunk, as soon as they walk by, look at them. Fuck out of here. <laughs> How you like it? Oh, you don't have to. Oh, you don't have to say that about me. Just think about. Just think about you seeing um six a six one guy two um two forty with dreads and facial hair walking past. Oh no, I'm like white people. It's what they doing? With a double cup of hair. <laughs> With the quickness, might peel off too. Might not even sit there and wait for you to criminal criminal me up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be like, well, this stuff is hilarious. But anyway, um, the wrestling yeah. to other parts. Oh, we ain't, ain't um, even get to the part. <laughs> oh, yeah, we we got to the part. I'm just trying to switch the subject. No, no, go ahead. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Um, but anyway, SmackDown. I think they um with AJ, um, Dolph Ziggler is just a transition to when John Cena get ready to make that challenge for the Rumble or whatever. He could come out and make the hero save since he's coming back on the twenty seventh. Well, come back that same night. Yeah. And if um. What you call is hurt? Who should be the next tag team to get the title shot? If um, I was Zach, looking for his injury because I heard I heard he got hurt, so I was like watching. Like, thought maybe did it happen on the the, the, the finishing? Uh, you know, Hurricane spot over the top ropes. Nothing looked out of place, but you know it doesn't have to. You know, you don't have to see a snap or a twist to know somebody got hurt or to to, to understand somebody got hurt. Um, but still, I was looking for it and didn't necessarily see it, but he was clearly grimacing and stuff and really didn't celebrate a ton with uh, with Mojo when he came out. And that wasn't the story of the match. Like, he wasn't selling selling an, uh, long-term selling an injury or something. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, is it so bad that they can't do, like, Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch and just, you know, hold off a little bit? It's not like they... They 
you know, don't have the time. But they said if he have ligament damage, because they said his kneecap popped out of place a little bit. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. ligament yeah, damage, that's, 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 that's months. That's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two months. All right. I didn't know the extent. Okay. Well, I guess they can't do a bailiff thing. <laughs> Which they kind of acknowledged uh, on SmackDown. Otunga was like, she had, some, she had surgery or something. Like, they're still dancing around whatever it was. They didn't specify. She didn't specify. I was like, you know, was it like a some kind of female thing? And what I mean is, Could like, be. you can have, like, cysts on your ovaries and get and have, like, surgery and be cool and, like, not be laid up in the hospital for days or weeks and go home. But it's still something you don't want to – you can't go back and be wrestling in the next two, you know, week or two. Mm. So I'm thinking of something like, what else is it that 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 you don't say because it's personal, but it's not like a – a normal wrestling, oh, I got shoulder, shoulder scope or something like that. So I'm assuming that it's some kind of ladies thing, women's issue. She had like that. So, um, hey, I want to tweet it. Hmm? Why just saw one in match? Yeah, get that Samson guy out of here. Fuck out of here, Drifter. Uh, uh, Rich just tweeted the show and and tagged you in it, uh, Darrell. It's uh, so uh, Cage Side Seats read wrote an article responding to the Kofi Kingston or it's not really Kofi Kingston, but Kofi wrote the, the, the eloquent explanation. Um, and it was really good. From what I skimmed at the end, they went that is excellent. And, you know, we're really supportive and everything. So. Abigail Wyatt, I guess, posted either in the comments section or maybe Cage Side Seats has a has a board. Uh, Cage Side Seats is fun, but I don't feel at home here because there seems to be a serious trend of um, I don't know how to I don't know to put this in the way I intend it, which is not meant to come off as confrontational or aggressive. But I've always I always get the feeling like if you don't share a similar point of view about gender. I guess gender politics or race relations, you weren't really all that welcome here. And I don't mean tolerating racism or sexism. That shouldn't be a thing and and isn't. I guess she means with the with the site. But rather, um K Tide has always felt a bit over the line on the social justice side to the level it's a bit uncomfortable at times. Can you imagine? You over the line at like being a decent human being or being a decent society. Yeah. You go over the line, Rich or, or, or Darrell and Cam, at, at your decency. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm interjecting. Let me finish. Um, but but the, it makes you uncomfortable. Okay, uh, maybe it's just me, maybe, uh, or maybe it it just doesn't bother other people. But my thoughts on a specific topic, which don't have much to do with the article, are that when it's just about when it's just about wrestling, cage side is pretty awesome. But other stuff, eh. And that was Abigail Wyatt uh, this afternoon on the. Uh, I assume is a is a comment on under the under that article. Yeah. Oh, wow. Fuck's sake. Fans, they just want you to be all about wrestling, but once you start talking out of wrestling, 
and then uh, just, dude, play, just take a picture. Just play ball. A picture. <laughs> Who knows? The company could have took that picture and made them tweet that out. But oh man, now you're going too far. Yeah. And in all in all of this, I'm not saying that the company did, but I'm just saying, oh, you need to stick back to wrestling. Only put up pictures about wrestling mm-hmm. and don't put a little um, hashtag up underneath it and all of this right now. Right, it's the same type of person that, again, and I'm and I, I don't really mean to put this on Abigail Wyatt. You know, oh, I just got that too. <laughs> Abigail. Wyatt. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I hope he realizes that's like, yeah. I didn't until I said it three times. <laughs> uh, so I'm not. This is, might not even be a woman. So I'm just calling you know. Um This this poster, this commenter, is probably the type of person. Probably is is strong, but is possibly the type of person that would look at actual like. Uh, injustice. I'm not going to say she looks at the Walter Scott video and goes, "Well, hey, if you don't run, you don't get shot." I'm not going that far, but it's clear injustice all over the place. You know, whether you're in fucking South Dakota or North Dakota, and at the damn Standing Sioux tribe uh, uh, trying to protect their water, or you know, people getting shot in the back uh, by by police officers, and go. And justify it, make this. And they're more offended, more uncomfortable by hashtag black excellence than the normality that a cop getting off after murdering a guy on HD quality film. That's more normal and and that's not uncomfortable. But hashtag black excellence, how dare you? I'm offended. My sensibilities are, are, are ruffled. And yeah. Yeah, I got no time for these fucking people. So, anyway, get back. All right, get back to sticking to what they know. Oh, yeah, something else. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying, get back to sticking to what they know. And when yeah. you start, when I wonder what they would say if somebody come up to you. When you start speaking out of stuff that you don't know nothing about, or you have no knowledge in, you start making me. Feel or you don't even try. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not a woman, right? But I understand as a as a man at six feet, two hundred, let's say twenty five pounds. You know, I have I have, look. Put it this way: I know that unless I get put into a pretty rough, probably any, but if I go to jail, prison, unless I go to prison, I'm probably. 99% of the time, I'm not and don't have to worry about getting raped, right? I might have, I might get beat up, be, be, you know, jumped in an alley, robbed, uh, uh, shanked in, in, a, in a carjacking. But no, but I don't have to worry about my manhood being taken in that process. So I acknowledge that as a man, yes, I'm very much privileged to not have to worry about getting my getting getting my ass taken by some by someone. Right, but as a woman, that's not something you can just assume. You better be on your toes. You better watch your fucking drink. You better watch who you date. You better vet dudes online. All that shit. I go to a girl house that I met on fucking Tinder. I'm not. Wor- I- I'm more worried that she might set me up to rob me, but not to keep me like to, to sexually assault me or keep me in some dungeon or murder me in in some pervert shit. 
right? So, so why is it's not offensive to other men to acknowledge that? Are you offended, Darrell? Are you offended, Cam, that that I would bring that up? You know, as a man, no. You know, I'm I'm, I'm good. I'm 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 stronger for the most part. I'm kind of you know can defend myself. Uh, I, I'm not going to worry about getting getting my, my ass taken. That's that's that's. So why in other realms is it like this offensive thing to admit? Yeah, no, I'm white. If I get pulled over, I'm pissed because I get pissed, pulled over. I might back talk the cop. You know, God damn it, I want to speed. I'm on my way to this, and I'm late. And you're making me late. Shit. None of us on this call have the privilege to be able to be fucking snotty to cops because it might be the last time we get to be snotty. Or, or, not even saying we may get murdered, but just Mike, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, boy, hey, come out here and we're going to bring the canines in and we're going to fuck your whole day up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I know you didn't yep. do nothing, you ain't got nothing on you, but you know, you want to be a back-talking little fucking, you know, whatever. You know, just, that's a fear. That you might get some asshole cop that just wants to fuck your day up. And then white guy, well, they want to do that to us too. Like, yeah, well. <laughs> You know, that's if that's your response, then I, I you know, fuck off then. Because like they say, the truth different. is the most um, offensive thing out there in the world is the truth, because it offends What's people because name? they don't want to hear the truth. God damn it! What's the lady's name? Rich White know what I'm talking about the white woman, the old white lady who who's like, <laughs> that's all a clip of her kicking some student out of her classroom, uh, made her cry. <laughs> She's like. Are you going to apologize to this class? She's like, I'm sorry that racism exists. And she's like, no, bullshit. You apologize for your blatant disrespect of blah, blah, blah. But she did the thing where she has the audience full of white folks. And she says, okay, mm-hmm. if you don't think racism is a thing or or it's cool just being a, a, a black in America as far as, you know, certain issues go, raise your hand if you would switch and if you would – if you'd like to wake up tomorrow and be black and be treated like a black person typically is or can be, I don't say typically, and but can be in America. Ain't nobody raised their hands. She's like, oh, so you know. So the fact that you know and don't do anything and, and, and thrive off the system that's in place, it makes you fucking uh, 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 an associate or whatever in crime or whatever. You know, like, Our come on. Give me a f- and she, she's so on point with that, like, just calling out white folks for that kind of stuff. And, again, it's not because of the topic. I'm not sitting here, you know, white people aren't the devil. All problems of the world, well, you know, but all problems of the world aren't, you know, because of – it's hard to say that if you know history. It's like who fucking – when China banned her, uh, opium – Right, because the entire half the country of China was addicted to opium in the in the late 18th century, something like that. Uh, maybe early 19th century. Um, who 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 set their ships offshore and just bombarded their coasts for weeks until they were like, no, you're going to allow us to sell opium to your people. You know, like it's hard to be like, oh, white folks ain't the ain't the scourge of the world. But if you say something like that, it's like, yeah, it's kind of terrible. You can't. Again, you can't, you can't use it's t- even though it happened and it's history and it's fucking fact. You know, you can't turn around and be like, "Well, that's I'm going to use that generations later to 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 be mad and to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, hurtful or whoever, whatever towards you or your 
kind. So, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm going to stop before I get in trouble. <laughs> I understand what you're saying because um, I had to, I'm had. i a person who had to learn the hard way at a very young age, especially being afraid of the police and your heart flutter, flutters when you see the lights come up behind you, even though you know you ain't doing you nothing ain't doing wrong it. or you, haven't, you don't got nothing. But um, when I was in high school, we was in the ninth grade. We just started driving to school, and we was coming from school. And this year right here, the school did um, start trying to make us wear uniforms. So we having the same color shirts and stuff like that. So it was a gang problem in my area. So the police officer pulled us over, um, slammed us to the ground, slammed us to the ground, and um, said the reason was because we all dressed alike and we looked like we could be members of a gang because it's three black it's three black guys in what you would consider Jeans and white a t-shirts. drug dealer car. Who's y'all yeah. wearing now? But in a Jeans and white um, t-shirts like and red, uh, like a red, a red polo shirt, red polo shirt, uh, and see, some um, blue jeans. Where you went wrong? But that's the color that we had, right? and, and, and we could dress down that day. You could dress down that day. You could wear blue jeans, but you still had to wear a collar shirt. So we were in a uh, red, yeah. red um, polo collar shirt, and um, it was. Yeah, y'all the same color. Then you in the um, you in the caddy, you in the, one of the old school caddies that is considered a drug dealer's car, and three black guys in it. <laughs> so boom, you just fit the description of, of of a bunch of gang members, and we get slammed on the ground. <laughs> my face was hurting that whole day because how hard my <laughs> face hit the ground. <laughs> and from that moment forward, I just didn't even play around with the police. When they asked me, um, I did whatever they wanted me to say or uh, do. If you want to look, you can look. I ain't got time to fuss or fight with you. I ain't like the white guy that was on the um, video screaming and had the high pitch like a girl about the little ticket. A hundred dollars! He started screaming like that and stuff. <laughs> I ain't, I know I couldn't do nothing like that because let my boys raise for a second. Get out the car, sir. Come right. to the back. Right. You don't know what Bland didn't Right. In the world yeah, that Sandra so. Bland exists and how she died, uh, you know, and that whole, everything that led up to her, tra- her, her, her ticket, her getting pulled over, to her getting arrested and spending an entire weekend in jail where she did not make it out. In the world that, that, that where that exists, Alone, you know, you take all these individual, you know, cases about, you know, guy running from the cop. Like, that was, you know, a woman, you know, like, man, you couldn't be any less, like, damn. Like, if, if, I mean, what a bunch of thin-skinned pussies if, like, getting, like, talked back to and with some, sorry, you're pulling me over. Excuse me, I got a fucking attitude. You know. Get beat up yep. and, and thrown to the ground and arrested in the world that that exists. Where fucking hashtag black excellence. That's that's the fucking racist stuff. That it's injustice or 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 it's uh, it's unco- makes me uncomfortable. Fuck out of here. And speaking of, and this will be the, the one last thing we'll uh, before we let Darrell go. That person, somebody responded. Um. Um. To uh. 
to the uh, Abigail White thing, or Wyatt, and uh, he said, being ethnically part of who you cited, modern Celts, uh, but the Breton side, not the Welsh or Irish, cultural and linguistic oppression has happened oh so many times, and unfortunately is still around. I personally encounter it from time to time when it's brought up. However, cultural oppression and racial oppression is obviously different and shouldn't be confused. I guess they're not responding directly to Abigail, because I'm not sure if she brought that up, or they brought that up. Uh, it's different and shouldn't be confused, even if it's tempting to do so. I'm still a white guy, and as a white and as whites, we, whether we want it, want it or not, we still enjoy, quote unquote, some privileges for being white and not people of color. Instead of ignoring it or discarding it, it should be acknowledged and fought. We can't criticize people of color being proud of themselves, arguing that race isn't important, judged by skill, not color. When we're in an environment where people of color today still suffer from discrimination, so he's basically, uh, you know, so, oh, 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 we get reminded on a daily basis that they're different in a negative way. In the U.S., a black guy shot by a cop goes unpunished, or Trump's cabinet assignments, et cetera, et cetera. So, again, that's to point out that you know, which is easily I can imagine, and usually people that listen to the show aren't such dickheads, but I can imagine somebody on Twitter, you know. Travis said all white people are the devil or some shit. Like, come on. Not even close. Some of my best friends are white. <laughs> you know, so I tolerate them. Even when they get caught in the rain. Probably some of your bosses are white. Um, some of your bosses might be white. So <laughs> some of them. That's, uh, that's not hard. <laughs> so, uh, but um, one, um, I don't know if y'all God damn know it. about the end, but I, but, um, Thanks for having this discussion with me and allowing yeah. me to have this discussion with you guys. I'm out. Of course. <laughs> discussion that has to be had, uh, Darrell. appreciate your call as always. Let's uh, sneak one more caller in here. He's been waiting very patiently online. Um, 514. I should know who this is by now, but I don't. Wow. 514, who's this? Hi, this is Mark from Ontario. Thanks for taking my call. What's up, man? How's it going, man? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, I got about a foot of snow in my backyard, and you guys were talking about uh, 70 degrees or whatever, and uh, yeah, I'm at a, I'm, a, I'm at seven degrees, so uh, yeah. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, I just had on my light, my light, my light polo jacket and a short sleeve, you know, polo shirt underneath it. I was all straight. Even my my uh, tra- the guy that trained me in my job now, I met up with him today. This guy's wearing shorts, and it was one of those days where it's like, oh, oh you're man. that guy, but he still was wearing wearing shorts. On you know, it's 55 degrees, but come on, Mar- uh, Michael, just at least wear shorts and a jacket. You just wearing shorts and short sleeves, no jacket. Like really being that complete guy. But anyway, Mark, you very much. Yeah. It's a yeah. So. Uh, before I uh, uh, I ask my question, uh, and maybe I won't be able to get the call, maybe I will uh, before the holidays, but uh, I just wanted to wish you guys the best of the season and, uh, and, and things of that like. We uh, take Christmas around these uh, goddamn parts. Oh, it's totally Christmas where I live, man. <laughs> Yo, they were so mad at Obama for saying happy holidays and that uh, their last family, you know, White House Christmas card. <sighs> And see, this is again a part of what we were talking about earlier. Just different, different groups that get mad 
Like, you, your world doesn't end because the president said happy holidays. It's holidays. You, so you're just not going to acknowledge all the other holidays that, that are in December? Nope. Goddamn Christian <laughs> nation. God, man. Like, I ain't even talking about the brown ones. Like, what about the, the Semitic ones? Well, they're kind of brown, too. At least they're the real ones. Uh, you know what? This is where I get in, get in real trouble. Mark, please, make your... Uh, <laughs> Yep, I'll be quick. Uh, and uh, I'm enjoying my VIP, my VIP and uh, Travis, you did a really good job on the roundtable uh, on TLC. So I'll say that. Hey, check out my take. And, it's in the, new, new, the, the, the uh, current, the just posted newsletter. The case okay, for not re-signing Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, I didn't see that. I'll, uh, I'll check that out for sure. Yeah. So, uh, uh, going back to wrestling, I suppose, um, and I, I think I'd like to call on Friday if I can, uh, and I'll ask the same question to Bruce and see if it's the, the response is different. Um, who is your Mount Rushmore for 2016? And predictably going forward, who's your Mount Rushmore for 2017 and how do they get there? Do you do you have an an idea or you want a, a sec, Cam? Because I have a few. Well, I, have, I mean, yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Okay. So, uh, I mean, my my Mount Rushmore for this year, um, you know, I'd say, um, you know, Kevin Owens. I would say certainly the Miz. Um, in the last couple months on the women's side, I'm kind of torn between Charlotte and Alexa Bliss. Uh, Cause I'd say Alexa Bliss is the most improved in 2016 uh, compared to uh, other female talent. If I had to go to the commentators, I would say Corey Graves is the best uh, improved. Uh, if I was looking 2017, I would say I want to see a good focus on uh, Finn Balor, uh, Samoa Joe, for sure. Um, and I, I guess a couple others. Uh, I'm curious of your thoughts. I mean, I'd say... Shout-outs to Darrell. Uh, I, I'd use... The, I'd, for three of them, just going for... just I'm just going to stick with wrestlers. I'm going to use the three that... Uh, uh, AJ, Charlotte, Miz, and Rushmore has four for him. Uh, I, I think I'd put. Hmm, I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like Shinsuke. I'm gonna go knock them AJ Miz, AJ Miz, Charlotte, Sasha. It would be yeah, yeah a quick one, and then uh, you know next year I think uh, you know um, like I can't see AJ being less than what he is. Um, I, I'd really keep AJ and Miz there because I think there's you know Miz hasn't peaked yet. Like they keep doing like these new things with him, um, and it would probably be um, I think Balor Rollins, I guess. Um, like I think. I I just don't know exactly what they're going with the women, so it's kind of it's kind of difficult to say exactly how that's going to happen. But um, yeah, it'd be uh, I, I still think Rollins is, is really that good, and it's going to get better, and it's going to find his 
his niche as a face, and then, you know, when Balor gets back, um, yeah, probably who I'd go with. But, yeah, this year it's the, the two women who have been in the best feud, and then uh, AJ and Miz, yeah. Yeah, I, I just if, – if if you're actually having a debate whether it's Charlotte or, or Alexa, I mean, Alexa's good, and she's really good. I think she's a really good heel, but she's just not there. I mean, I don't think there's any comparison to her and Charlotte at this at this point. And uh, we're talking next year. Alexa's just had this great year-and-a-half run, but – and she's most improved. Like, well, she's been in the company like four months or on the main roster for, for you know, a, a season and a half. So, yeah, I, I just she's got so much. I mean, maybe if I, I don't like, I don't, want, I don't want to go who I think will be on for 2017. I mean, it's just, you know, she could be there. We could be talking about her next December, but I think at this point, it's just. A little too too early. Uh, let me bring him back on. Anything else for us, Mark? Yeah, just curious. Uh, so with those uh, those changes, uh, how, how how do you think they get there? Like, what what what's the booking to get Finn Balor on the Mount Rushmore, for example? I think it's just Damn, a feud with uh, it's just a feud with Owens. I think I think Owens is going to be the champion probably going forward. And I think um, maybe not WrestleMania time, but SummerSlam time. And, and the, the thing with them is like, you don't need a bunch of super good promo work. Um, like you don't need a bunch of a bunch of in between matches and dealing with Jericho if he's still around or dealing with goons. Like the matches they have is are just going to be that good. Like I really think if Balor you know was healthy going against Rollins like that would have been presidential match for the year candidate, but they were limited, you know, because of certain things. Um, so, no, his, his is just a wrestling. Like, it just is. And then Rollins is, even if Rollins isn't in, like, the main event right there, like, his stuff with Jericho is going to be good. They can bring in guys, like, top-name guys, like, for him to wrestle. So, like, those two, it's just matches. Miz, I, I think it's a combination of his promo stuff, and then, like, again, his matches are getting better. Like, he's just... uh He's going to have, I think, like that, that Pantheon match that's been missing from his career sometime in 2017. And then AJ, just keep doing what you're doing. Like he's, he's just that good. He just has to wrestle, and he's going he's gonna to be just fine. Now, their biggest thing is, is finding guys to put in front of them to have these great matches with. Uh, but, you know, as, as, long as, as long as the bodies are there for AJ, he's up there. I think Miz is a match away, so maybe it's the two of them having that really good WrestleMania like title versus title match, if that's the case. Um, yeah, for, for the guys that I have up there, it's just match. All right. I think that does it for our callers. Appreciate the call, as always, Mark. Um, Thrill, Mark. It's 845, punk ass. And a couple people that didn't press one. 408. Uh, yeah, 408. Uh, you only been on hold for less than 10 minutes, so um, never seen that number. If you want to get on on air, you got to press one. So I'll give you <clears throat> a minute or so before uh, we end things, wrap things up here. 408. 
No? No, 408? Okay. All right, so uh, that wraps things up here. Um, pretty good conversation that I'm pretty sure we'll be having again, you know, probably like Martin Luther King Day. Why does Martin Luther King get a day? <laughs> yeah. Uh. What did he do that was so great? <laughs> it's coming. Uh, oh, and also the Speaking of Martin Luther King, the 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 the, the club bashes that are happening on his for Martin oh, Luther God. King Day. I can't wait till the new flyers, flyers come out. Good Lord, good effing Lord. So, all right, that does it for us this week. Uh, Rich and I will be by in a matter of seconds for you VIP folks, free people. Uh, we'll get get it show next week, <clears throat> and once again. Um, Check out the uh, the take I did. It's in the current current torch uh, newsletter, issue number fourteen eighty eight, one thousand four hundred eighty eight, fourteen hundred eighty eight. So it is there. It is my writing debut, I guess. Yeah, I don't think I've ever written anything besides like a maybe a reacts or a guest. I've done blogs and stuff in the blog section, but nothing that got uh, that was worthy enough to get put in the newsletter. And this wasn't even supposed to go in the newsletter. It's just a website, you know, take. Like, oh, here's my take on this topic. But Wade liked it enough and had the space, and <laughs> so he didn't give me any parameters. He's like, if it's good enough and I and and the space is right, I'll. Uh, put it in the newsletter. And he didn't say, oh, if it's a thousand words or less or or, or fifteen hundred or more, nothing like that. I was like, should I go long or short or what? <laughs> it's like maybe I should just write it and just you know you know, he'll figure it out. And and he did. So check out my take on the case for not re signing Brock Lesnar and uh check out our good buddy Troy's uh T Daddy Smooth podcast. It is for sure available in the Google Play Store, but check your iTunes, Stitcher, uh, and all that and see if it's there. And are we going to do a fall break? Anything? And we didn't talk about it. We didn't even talk about the party or nothing. Shit. There's time. There's time. Eventually. Well, by then it'll be two weeks removed and, you know. In 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 the moment, talk about how great my macaroni and cheese turned out. No, I'm not talking about that. God damn it. So, all right, we out of here. All right, I'll see yep. you on next.